Hey, uh, Gibbs, uh, the No Agenda guys are really on to your like, lying about the smoking thing. Uh, we think you should leave. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Thursday, January 6, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 267. This is No Agenda. Holding down the fort while the world's press looks at shiny toys in Las Vegas. I'm here in the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, the former Soviet spy known as Adam Curry with you. And uh, from what's now known as Gitmo Nation Lost Wages, I'm John C. Dvorak. Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Well, John, in the morning to you. Yeah, in the morning to you and in the morning to all ships at sea and boots on the ground. And wings in the skies, foots in the oceans, astronauts manning the moon and Mars base stations, hams on the air and HRs everywhere, and of course everyone who showed up uh, in the chat room at noagendachat.net. Uh, those are the uh, truly energized, distracted, happy human resources uh, who are uh, all charged up and ready the way the government loves them. And uh, right off the bat, I want to mention, for those of you listening live, we have a uh, a new stream which we'd like you to try out. Uh, you can uh, get all the details in the chat room, noagendachat.net, but it is live.noagendamix.com, uh, port 8000, and we'd love for you to try that out, or if the mainstream uh, goes wonky, uh, we're balancing that out thanks to uh, uh, Mr. Oil and uh, Gitmo Slave. So we've, uh, my call was, uh, was heard, John. We got here. Yeah, good. So I want to apologize for everybody. I'm at the uh, Flamingo Hotel here in uh, Lost Wages, Nevada. And uh, this connection is going to be flaky the whole time of the show. Yeah, because, of course, this is 9 o'clock. This is when all those, uh, everyone gets up and it's like, oh, let's go check our mail all at the same time. Well, luckily, uh, you know, I do have a hard wire because the, the wireless is absolutely, as of yesterday, because of all these boneheads with their, you know, I don't understand why people will have to be on their phone on the Internet constantly, but they're doing wireless as much as they can. You actually can't even get a... Uh, an AT and T, whatever that isn't it. Isn't, isn't Las Vegas a Sprint town? Isn't isn't that it? Is aren't they Sprint or something that they, <laughs> my my AT and T doesn't work. Right. You know, you're you're actually degrading as we go along, which is kind of interesting because you were much better a minute. Could you just turn your turn your rig up back to where it was? Maybe that'll help. Okay. How about this? <laughs> just back where it was. Now what? Yeah. <laughs> Glad I'm wearing headphones. <laughs> My hearing just went. That's okay. Yeah, for some reason, I think it's just better if you overmodulate it. It's better to have you overmodulated than uh, yeah, not modulated. Than fading away. Yeah, it's it's almost like like uh, shortwave radio the way Skype works sometimes. So, um, so how, today, long, how long have you been there? How, how many days have you been in hell already? Two. Okay. This is so, so unlike you to actually do this and go to Vegas. Uh, well, I've collected a lot of cards. Which and then I'll go through about a year from now, going, oh my god, I forgot to call this person. Oh, I forgot. Oh no, you know, I blew. Oh, I blew that. You know, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, I've, I'm looking. I, you know, it just, turns out, of course, uh, the coolest thing I've seen at the show, which I'm going to post or, or send it to PC Magazine, is actually the Olympus Press Kit. Okay. It's a miniature little camera that looks. It's the damnedest thing. It's actually quite cute. It's a little camera that's a USB, uh, like a really small camera that it's not a real camera. But what is it? Is it a camera or not a real camera? It's not a real camera. It's a USB uh, uh, thumb drive that looks like a camera. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> I, had a, I, got, I have a cold. Sorry about that. No, that's that's that, that's okay. We we're all feeling really bad for you there in the land of hookers and blow, and uh, you know feeling. And, really- and the question is, where are the hookers? Are they gone? Is is Vegas no longer a hooker town? No, I'm sure it is, but yeah, I think they're all uh, call in or escorts. I mean, there's no hookers on the street. This hotel doesn't have a bunch of hookers roaming around like the MGM Grand does. Right, right. And um, it's just you know I haven't seen a hooker the whole time I've been here. <laughs> and you've been looking. I haven't been looking. You don't have to look. I mean, they're just around. But uh, in fact, the really disappointing thing is my favorite taco place. The tacos have deteriorated. So I try to find another taco. You know, there's a lot of taco stands in this town if you get outside of the strip. Uh, and I couldn't find a, I have yet to find a, a substitute. I'm, I'm dying here for a good taco. I don't know what to do. Right. There's a million jokes I could make now going from hookers to tacos, but I'm just going to leave it if you don't mind. Yeah, no, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about some uh, executive producers who uh, helped this show. Do we have anything for today? We have quite a few, actually. Oh, really? Okay. You're going to have to help me out because I'm using a laptop. Yes. And I'm scrolling back and forth and back and forth to get these things right. to work. Wow, one of those newfangled things. Now you know what I go through when I'm on the road and I'm on a laptop. Except I'm, I, almost, but, I also have to produce the show. Well, I mean, it doesn't mean I'm, I'm very sympathetic toward your um, plight. <laughs> okay. Let's start off with uh, James Spitzer from Jamaica Plains, who's finally caught up to his knighthood. And, um, in fact, he's he's at, uh, according to his uh, um, accounting, he, he'll be a one 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 knight. And he's he'll be the executive producer of this show with um, uh, a donation of four hundred ninety three dollars and forty three cents. So he's the the executive producer. Then we have an associate executive producer, Dwayne Melicon from Tigard, Oregon. And uh, let's see what Melicon says. Mr. Dvorak and Curry, when I donated last May, you misspelled my last name. Thus, he's misspelled our last name. He's got me D V O R R A K. And, and what has he got me? Oh, Curry with three R's and an I E. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, spell it correctly. This uh, completes my knighthood. Please donate my hookers and blow to Ron Paul. Keep propagating the formula and mention my Twitter handle. At that Dwayne, D W A Y N E. P.S. My last name is pronounced Melawson. I think he's I think. saying Melawson. 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 Okay. Yeah, not Melicon, I guess. Oh, and he's a Cajun from uh, the nation, Gitmo Nation Bayou. There you go. He's stuck up in the Pacific Northwest, and he's uh, he'll be the associate exec- or he'll be the associate executive producer standalone three hundred three dollars. Jeff Daly. Now we have a bunch of uh, now a group the, of, these uh, are uh, two six seven club members. Uh, yeah, they- and and associate executive and associate producer. execs. Okay, Jeff Daly of Alexandria, Virginia, two six seven. Another donation for the guys at No Agenda. Call out to human resources who are in fact douchebags for not stepping up to donate on Saturday, which is right. It was Sunday. Uh, that's put uh, my hat. He's halfway to knighthood and also needs some extra karma for his fiance who's interviewing for her first job after graduating. You've got karma. He says she's interviewing with, get this, the Office of Federal Acknowledgement. At oh, the that's, Bureau that's, of- that sounds like in another Obama office. <laughs> Something really important. 
Who comes up with this stuff? Yeah, I know, anyway. I know, honey. You have to get on. Did you not hear the backup stream? Yeah, that's where you have to go. Yeah, I've got. We have the backup stream now running, and uh, the mainstream is uh, is dropping as always. I'm sorry, didn't mean to interrupt, but I've got like uh, the human resources coming in, and we've got angry pheasants at the gate. Angry birds. Angry, <laughs> angry pheasants. Yes. <laughs> Lee Johns, Birmingham, West Midlands, uh, UK. Another two six seven uh, club. John Adams, first time, long time listening uh, to No Agenda on the Sonos player in the house. So I'm taking the chance to donate to the show as I keep forgetting. Maybe the challenge coins had got there by now. I would have done it sooner. Anyway, this is how I propagate the message of No Agenda. I have a Sonos app on my iPod Touch. If I'm out shopping, I see a Sonos player. I use the Sonos app to get me on the music network, and then I change it to play No Agenda in the morning. That's an interesting idea. Yeah, I like that. Please enjoy this donation with an excellent uh, show. If you don't mind, I'd like to share this contribution to show 267 with Ironbird, as I didn't get her anything for Christmas. Mm-mm. Both love this show. Uh, best regards from Lee and Jacqueline. Ironbird is Jacqueline Wheatley, Lexington, Kentucky. And uh, Mike Keeler, Las Vegas, Nevada, which is right here where I am, uh, 267. And he needs a, uh, what does he need? He needs a dedouching. You've been de-douched. And finally, two more associate executive producers. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot Angelique Overbeek. From, wait, wait, uh, uh, I, th- I think you also missed uh, uh, Barry, Barry Finnegan. Barry Finnegan, yeah. yeah. I, yeah I skipped over on this thing. So we got Barry Finnegan and Angelique Overbeek, the last two executive producers, 267 Club. And uh, Barry says, uh, Happy New Year to John and Adam. Wants to be the first EP. Oops, for 2011, but I forgot to get my money in for the Sunday show since there were no Sunday producers. He has another shot at being one of the first EPs. Ah, missed it. He's a realtor in San Diego and spending my first marketing dollars with no agenda. Good for him. Oh, that's great. And and Angelique also, I think, sent us an email. uh, Even though she just uh, was laid off, um, she wanted to start the new year. Uh, She, of course, is in... uh, You you neglected to try even pronounce the name of the town she's from in Gitmo Nation Lowlands. You want me to? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Why do you think people from Holland actually donate to the show? They don't care about the news. They just want to hear you pronounce the, their names and their places they live. Scherpenzeel. Yeah, very good. Scherpenzeel. Try that again. Scherpenzeel. Yes, excellent. <laughs> so, Leek, thank you very much. He's also a, uh, she sends a lot of uh, articles and stuff uh, for the show. She's a true producer in a true uh, production sense of the world. And finally, a couple $200 produce, uh, associates, uh, Rita Ferreira, Ferreira in Lisbon, uh, Portugal. Good for Portugal, finally. And Michael uh, Leupold from uh, Adelaide, uh, South Australia. Uh, and I want to mention, uh, Rita says uh, she loves the show, Like decided to donate after two months of do- douchebagging. It's a real eye-opener with extra, with extra. It allows me to improve my English comprehension skills. Well... Maybe. Uh-huh. Could use some karma. <laughs> oh, so, well, well, we can always take care of that, can't we? You've got karma. Excellent. Well, that's, okay, n- that's nice. Oh, wait, do you have more? No, that's it, right? No, that's it. That, that, okay. that covers it. Well, that's good because we really needed uh, a little bit of a catch-up after uh, the, uh, the giving levels from the previous uh, program that we uh, did together on Thursday. I do want to do a quick mention, uh, PR mention. 
Uh, version 3.6 of the Pocket No Agenda app is out, which also works on the <coughs> iPad. And uh, I think uh, that we're going to change. Uh, th- maybe it'll have to do another update. I hope not. Uh, to do uh, to put in a, the new streaming server. It seems like the backup stream is uh, is holding up very very nicely at live live dot dot com port eight thousand. Uh, that's uh, and you can get in if you can get into noagendachat.net and the guys are also working on a new uh, chat client. I mean, it's amazing how much help we're getting from uh, from the human resources uh, out in Gitmo Nation. So, of course, uh, thanks for this episode's executive producers uh, or executive producer, I should say, James Spitzer, uh, who is our uh, first uh, quintuple knight, and we'll be uh, crowning him later. We'll be chunking him with our swords. Uh, associate executive producer Dwayne Melawson. Did I say it right now? Dwayne Melawson? Melawson? And our uh, associate executive producers, 267 Club members, Jeff Daly, Lee Johns, Mike Keeler, Barry Finnegan, Angelique Overbake, and our uh, uh, standalone uh, associate executive producers, uh, Rita Ferreira and Michael Leupold. Uh, you know how it works. This is an actual credit. You can use it on your resume, your IMDb, whatever you think is necessary. And unlike those phonies in Hollywood, we'll actually vouch for you if someone calls up and wants to see if it's for real. Everyone else out there, you've got to do one simple thing for us. Propagate that formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Excellent timing, John. <laughs> I love that. Hey, since we have, um, uh, we've got, uh, what is it, two associate executive producers uh, who are women on the show, which, by the way, doesn't happen that, that often, I have to uh, point out. We don't have a lot of uh, female, uh, the, the ratio is off, let's put it that way. It's way off. In fact, according to our, uh, if you look at the uh, the survey that was done, I think we have 5% women listeners. I don't think it's not because women wouldn't like what we have to produce, you know, that we, what we produce. I just think a lot of women, uh, like my wife, she's always complaining bitterly that the, half the time the, uh, the iTunes thing is either not working right or it's too complicated. And, and a lot of our subscribers, most of the people that listen to our show are actually uh, subscribers. Well, let Please me let me do a story that uh, that will relate entirely to uh, our female audience, uh, and it was something that I found out by accident. And there's, it seems like there is a huge cover up underway, completely off the radar. Of, I don't even because of the nature of the story, you probably won't even hear about it at all. But I, I think it's a big one. Now, I, I just have to preface this by saying, um, in my first company in New York. Um, we started off building websites for really big companies. And one of the companies uh, that we built the, the website for was for a company that was just purchased by Procter & Gamble at the time, uh, Tampax. And we built Tampax.com. Um, in fact, that is the website you'll want to visit more than once a month. And they actually took that slogan and used it, believe it or not. And uh, so I, you know, in, in creating this website, I learned a lot about um, uh, feminine hygiene products. And it's a it's a very interesting industry because women make a choice uh, very early on in their lives uh, whether to go with uh, a, a a tampon product or a, a sanitary napkin product. And once they're kind of on that train, so to speak, they don't get off of it. So of course, Tampax really you know they want to get women at a young age, etc. And then women are very, very, very um, loyal to the brand that they choose. 
So imagine my surprise when the other night, and, I, and, and I've been cleared to talk about this, um, uh, Mickey was home and I was having uh, a dinner with, uh, <laughs> how cool is this, with Bobby Eden, who, by the way, is in Vegas looking for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's at the Adult Video uh, Awards this week. And, um, and Mickey sends me, she wasn't feeling well, she sends me a text message, says, hey, can you pick up some OB on the way home? This is the brand that she's been uh, using all of her life. So I uh, drop by the Rite Aid, you know, then they're talking about 11 o'clock, 11.30. And um, now this, by the way, this is a weird thing for a guy to do anyway, but I pride myself at knowing something about this business. And I'm looking around I'm like, well, I don't see any OB. I see Tampax, Kotex, Chutex, Begatex, everything with an X, but I don't see the OB brand. And like, so I text her back, said, well, where, it, I'm looking at the wall here. Where is it in Rite Aid? Uh, she says, oh, don't worry, I'll get you. You get that text back. Oh, don't worry, I'll get it tomorrow. I'm like, I'm not giving up on this. It's, and I asked, you know, some idiot there. At 11.30, you have a lot of great help at the Rite Aid. Like, oh, what? Huh? Huh? <laughs> what? Oh, bit what? It's, uh, uh. All right, shut up. So then I go to Ralph's, which is uh, a fine uh, institution, and they are still open. Now getting up on midnight, same thing. So I'm like, and I go to Seven uh, Eleven, I go to gas stations, like the, no what? And of course, it's all idiots at this time, and I so no one can give me an answer. So the next day, Mickey goes uh, herself to uh, to Rite Aid and gets an answer from somebody, apparently. Uh, the supply of this product stopped about three, four weeks ago, and no one can get them. They are off the shelves throughout the United States. Now, these are made by Johnson & Johnson, and I found a whole bunch of uh, blogs and, um, and obscure reporting that Johnson & Johnson has temporarily taken uh, all... Uh, they say they had a, um, uh, a production uh, issue, a production issue, and uh, so they don't have any product to ship. Now, now there are women who are freaking out, John. You, you, and you and I can't really grasp that. But when you are using a particular brand and it's not there, women they are buying uh, OBs on uh, eBay for one hundred and sixty dollars. This is this is how crazy women are about about their product. And um, the speculation is that there were a number of cases of toxic shock syndrome. And that they and you know, Johnson Johnson has had a number of production issues with some other products in the past uh, year, and that they're covering up something really really bad that's happened. And I concur with with that general thesis. Couple links in the show notes um, because uh, you know when you have consumers who will spend ten times the face value on eBay to buy a product, and you can't deliver the product, there's got to be a really good reason for it. And this mm-hmm. is completely being covered up. You will not. I mean, can you just imagine Anderson Cooper talking about this? You know, he'll never do it. You know, it's like we can't even say vagina or or tampon on television. I'm sure that oh, we can't say those words. Um, but I, f- I found it very interesting that this is uh, uh, not being covered at all by the news when it affects millions of women. Huh. Another scoop here at the No Agenda Show. Yeah, I'm quite proud of that one, actually. And and I think, you know, toxic shock syndrome is no joke. And I have a feeling uh, that they had some cases that are being covered up and they want to avoid lawsuits, uh, etc. Well, uh, they probably have a lawsuit they want covered up. Yeah, but to take, but a lawsuit? No, it can't just be one lawsuit because they make so much money. It's cotton. It's cotton-wise, you know, with a string. 
You know, it's, it's not it's not like a really expensive product to make. This is the time for the Chinese counterfeiters to move in. <laughs> exactly. Let's go. Hey, John, what are we thinking? <laughs> we should be in the tampon business. Anyway, um, uh, so Mickey says uh, she feels uh, she feels everyone's pain, and uh, I am uh, bidding on work? eBay. And I am yes, and I am bidding on eBay for. Uh, uh, for, for packs of OB tampons. Yeah, if you'd have known about this in advance, you could have made up. Uh, I could have made a, a killing. I could have made yeah. a killing if I knew about it. Hmm. All right. So anyway, uh, I, somebody must have it. It, 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 it is a scoop, and uh, you will probably not hear about it at all because there's so much distraction going on. But it is uh, not to be underestimated. Women uh, are, uh, and if, if if your woman is cranky, this may be part of the problem. So show some compassion. So there is a distraction of the week, which is just completely out of control now. The distraction of the week hey. on no. the woods agenda. All right. Hit me with it. The homeless man with the golden <laughs> voice. <laughs> I knew that you were going to bring that one up. I, you know, first of all, I saw that video, and of course I had to tweet about it as well. And I said to Mickey, I said, watch in 30 minutes, this guy will have a gig. It'll be the, the story of the day. Everyone's going to be talking about it. Oh, and by the way, that guy could be me in two weeks. So the, so the kicker to the story is this, this morning on the uh, early show on CBS, apparently they've taken it upon themselves to take credit for the whole thing. Oh, and really? Oh, okay. So they've discovered him now? Oh, jeez. They discovered him, and they had his mom on, and they were interviewing her, and they had his mom at the airport in New York, I guess it was yesterday or this morning or whenever, when he was going to be flying into New York, and the mom was going to get together with him for the first time in X number of years, and this guy, this new, the early show has new crew. And this one guy who's the chief, he was the Matt Lauer of the of what, CBS. Matt, Matt Lauer is out? What's going on? Is this no, a, no, no. It's the early show. is is not the Today Show. Oh, Matt Lauer, it's oh, oh, Today oh, Show. Okay, the okay, early show is the competitor. Right, I got you. So they got this new guy. He's a pretty boy. Uh, he actually looks a little like Dave Matthews with more with his hair even more coiffed. I got a bone to pick with Dave Matthews, so don't start with me about him. I just saw him yesterday. Yeah, well, so if, anyway. you see, if you see him, tell him Adam says he's a douchebag and a pussy. Okay. Oh, thanks. I see him again. The likelihood is now zero. But anyway, so um, and he had the guy had a crick. What was his name? Ted Williams. And Ted Williams. And of course, Ted Williams, uh, famous uh, famous baseball player for the Boston Red Sox. Right. And by the way, and the, the mom answered the question. You know, the, her, apparently the dad was a big Ted Williams fan uh, and whatever. So anyway, do you have a clip of this guy? Because not everyone. I don't think everyone has heard heard him yet. Do you want? Do is it even worth it, or is that too much? Well, I think everybody has heard him. But if you want to play, you might. I don't have a clip now. But let me just finish this story. So the, the kicker of today's story, they're going on and on about. There's actually two parts of this. The kicker. One is the fact that we got a bunch of emails from our listeners telling us to hire him. <laughs> As if. Which, by the way, would be great. I'd love to have him on the stream. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, the likelihood of that. You know, it's, as soon as I got those letters, I rolled my eyes. I said, this guy is already done. Yeah, of course. But, but <laughs> of course, the, the smoking gun has an interesting story. I mean, you know, he's apparently a multi, multiple felon, uh, strong-arm man, ro- a bank, you know, not everything short of being a bank robber. You know, <laughs> yeah, a, I'm sure a, he was not a good guy. 
<laughs> they had a whole bunch of different mug shots of him. The guy's been, you know, a, a nuisance. I mean, he may be nuts for all we know, but whatever the case is, he's got some work. And but the, so 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 CBS has got in, the mom at the airport, and then they I didn't get the whole story because I didn't do a little research afterwards. But apparently, then the the guy who's the new Matt Lauer of uh, of uh, the early show says. He says, we had the mom there, and then some other media outlet grabbed Ted Williams and scooted him away so he didn't get the media, get the media's mom. In wow. other words, some other group, I don't know who it was, it was NBC or ABC, whoever it was, they grabbed, they grabbed him right off the plane and threw him in a limo and took <laughs> oh, off. And, and they paid, but they paid for him? The, or CBS paid for him to, to come in? I don't know. No, I think he, somebody else, Maybe. They might have. All I know is that mom was standing there waiting, and that was the end of it. That's funny. So it, it was very funny. But the whole thing is bogus. Talk about the distraction. Yeah. Well, actually, we can uh, probably do this one. Don't man. look over here. Nothing to see here. Oh, look, look at that. that. Yeah, that's right. Because there were some other things going on while, uh, while we had this huge distraction going on. And uh, I would say the most emailed uh, story was of... Um, the consultant who wound up dead in a dumpster. Oh yeah, and then the, and the video of him. Uh, you know, which no one really. I don't. I'm not convinced that that is video of him yet. I mean, I'm am seeing videos of. I'm seeing pictures of him and uh, and testimony video of him. And well, granted, it may have been from a few years ago, and he and he looks a lot younger. I'm not convinced that the guy we're seeing on this all of a sudden released video. Wow, that Walked was quick. A shoe in his hand. Yeah, <laughs> that was quick. By the way, how fast? How fast did that happen? All of a sudden, there's like there's like video. I, actually, I got um, uh, I got a couple clips regarding that. If you want to, should we just uh, play yeah, some but- of, play some of the mainstream uh, coverage? And then maybe we should just say that this uh, this guy is no no slouch, uh, or was no slouch. He was in three presidential administrations as an advisor, uh, Bush, uh, two Bushes, and Reagan. Um, he was uh, interestingly, which of course puts him in the douchebag category, the second CEO and chairman of Mothers Against Drunk Driving. So he was totally a part of the inside elite of the new world order which makes it more ironic that he was ro- roaming around supposedly drunk yeah, dr- <laughs> exactly um and uh one of the interesting things which is kind of where i'll take my theory is that he was a consultant for the mitre uh corporate i think that's how you pronounce it right m-i-t-r-e yeah which is I'm, I'm, whatever your theory is i'm already on that one so i, I probably agree with this something the, the mitre corporation just looks like one of those companies you you'd, that would be in a good screenplay. Well, I, I've I've got uh, I did some research and I've received a lot of research on that. But first, let's uh, let's just hear how amazingly quickly. Now, by the way, you know we still are waiting for the uh, Pentagon uh, security camera footage. We can't seem to get that. But uh, within seconds, we've got uh, a video of of this uh, this guy walking around with one shoe and acting like he's crazy and uh, and we have uh, handy employees of the parking uh, uh, garage where his car was not parked and he was roaming around and they're all ready to tell everyone how crazy and drunk the guy really was Jim, a security guard here at the Newcastle County Courthouse tells us that in the hours before his death John Wheeler appeared drugged dazed and confused, saying that he had just been robbed and asking for directions to Front Street. 
Like something was wrong with him. I, I, I just couldn't place. I don't know. Somebody drugged him. Kathleen Boyer was on duty. I love it. I, I don't know how somebody drugged him, but that was what I was told. And by the way, did you see any of any of this is this one woman who kept uh, showing up on all news channels? Yeah. Uh, she that. had like a like a scar in the middle of her forehead, like they had drilled in and implanted <laughs> some kind of, you know. Did you see that? Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. And, and the funny thing is that you notice that they use the the kind of the uh, alert, the, you know, it's always nice to, uh, when you're doing reports, to use some some phrase that alerts the brain because it's been repeated to you so many times, so you, you kind of react to it funny, but they use the words dazed and confused. Dazed and confused, exactly, exactly. I had a little bit more. Hey, here at the Newcastle County Courthouse Wednesday night before 7, when she says John Wheeler stumbled in saying he was looking for a car he rented from Hertz and wanted to know how to get to Front Street. He told her and two of her colleagues that he had been robbed. Did you say what he'd been robbed of? No. Nope, he just said he was robbed, and that's when Charlie Marianne said, Oh, you need some money or something? He said, No, I'll be okay. I got money. And he left. How often, by the way, have you been in, in a parking structure anywhere in the world and someone offered you money who was sitting behind the counter? I, I think zero. Yeah, that doesn't make any it makes, sense. Makes no that. sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. He says, so you're going to be okay? So yeah, just stop me to the front street. A short time before or after, he stumbled into the high Park parking garage next door. A parking attendant says he had no overcoat and he had one shoe in his hand, the other on his foot. He kind of looked disoriented. He was. He, he asked me if he can just stand there and get warm before he wouldn't pay for his parking ticket. The parking attendant says he did not reek of alcohol, but he appeared confused, saying that his briefcase had been stolen after getting off the train. And he was trying to find his his vehicle. He said that he parked in a garage. He, he, really, he didn't even know what garage, what, what garage he parked in. The former Pentagon official turned consultant for the MITRE Corporation, a defense contractor, was returning from Washington on an Amtrak train Tuesday when the mysterious series of events unfolded. Police say his rental car was found in its designated slot in a parking garage across from the train station. Police now have evidence that Wheeler was spotted behind the Hotel DuPont at 10th and Orange at 3.30 Thursday afternoon, only hours before his body was discovered falling out of a trash truck at the Cherry Island Landfill. Right. So, can, wait, wait, can I, wait, can I get throw just an off-the-wall theory out? Yeah, just sure, real quick. Yeah, sure. Chantix. <laughs> well, not bad. Not bad, but you don't usually wind up in a dumpster from Chantix. Usually you're just naked in, in your neighbor's yard. There was, <laughs> there was a neighbor uh, part to this story, though, because now, <clears throat> let's face it, regardless... This this is a two. The guy was killed. Uh, the uh, the uh, authorities have said that we don't know how he was killed. We don't know if he was shot, if he was stabbed, if he was poisoned. Uh, we have all this this video all of a sudden of everything, and of course now we have to discredit the guy as first he was dazed and confused. Uh, maybe he was crazy. Maybe there's a neighbor dispute amongst this. Uh, the only controversy that we've seen anywhere is that he was in some sort of dispute with a neighbor about construction of a new house, which apparently Wheeler was concerned would block his view. Do, do police believe that there's any connection? What are they saying? What I can confirm to you, and this is from the lieutenant with the Newark Police. Which, of course, is the Ministry of Truth. Chris, is that that is one angle that they're looking into. Uh, he did, according to a, a friend who was quoted in the Washington Post, have a top-secret clearance. Are police saying anything about possibly some sort of espionage angle here? 
they're looking at all angles. So let's see. We've got a dispute with a neighbor, espionage angle, drunken any, anything to discredit the guy. Nothing of any substance. We don't even know how he was killed. Angles really. WTXF gathered the reactions of Wheeler's friends and even his attorney Bayard Marin, one of the last people to have communicated with him Bayard. concerning. What's that? Yeah, Bayard. Then, Bayard. These like two attorneys who uh, were the last people to speak with that him. property dispute. In addition to the just the, the tragedy of such a well-meaning, patriotic, generous person being killed, there was just the incongruity of this kind of crime happening to this kind of person. What baffles me is what happened in those three days. What happened between the last my last communication with him and a body being found? Uh, what 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 was going on? Uh, during those three days, I just don't know for sure. So, right. Um, so, the research, and there's a lot. There's, there's a lot, uh, a lot to work on. And uh, the first thing that I'd like to point out is a lot of people sent me this link for which originated at Sorsha Fall, which is what does it mean dot com, which is without a doubt uh, the biggest disinformation website on the internet anywhere. I don't know if I've ever have I been to that thing. Yeah, you have. This is it. Always starts off with uh, a report was delivered to the Kremlin today. <laughs> that's, <Yeah>. that's always <laughs> that's always how it starts off. And what yeah. happens is this gets copied by the EU Times, which sounds a little bit more official. Right, which is, yeah, it sounds, so yeah, which is a front for somebody else. Of course. And, uh, and so they really brought it into, there was this, I mean, it was so crazy uh, that there was an accident at uh, Little Rock's uh, Air Force Base with um, some kind of poison that was being flown on uh, C-130s and that this guy knew about it, and it's like pulling all these things. You know, so, of course, we have the Doug problem at the same time, right? We've got birds and fish and everything turning up dead. And, uh, they, and this website actually connects the two. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, how do we get two in one go? Uh, so I would say uh, that is not the answer uh, to this. What I would say is you need to look at the MITRE Corporation. And I would say that John Wheeler knew a lot of things. And he really only joined the MITRE Corporation recently. But the MITRE Corporation, did you know that that is a non-profit? Yeah, I, I know. It's, it's wild. It reminds me, if anybody got to see the 13-episode uh, series of Rubicon, uh, as soon as I was reading about the MITRE Corporation, I said, wow, this is the, this is the same thing. They're in, it, it, you know, this is all intelligence work. Uh, of some sort, and uh, a pretty deep operation, huge. They have, like, offices everywhere. Well, the MITRE Corporation uh, is actually in charge of the computer systems for NORAD, the FAA, Air Force, the DOD. So so they literally, um, if if anyone, if you, if you buy into the theory that uh, there were overrides taking place on systems during 9-11 then you would definitely say the MITRE Corporation had something to do with it because they, in in essence, control all of those computer systems and networks. And um, Wheeler had only just joined the MITRE Corporation, and it seems to me that he found something out, which you could kind of corroborate with the fact that 
there was uh, his house had uh, police taped off uh, floorboards that were pulled up in his uh, you know so and what what do you have under your floorboards people or stuff right you either hiding something yeah um and so i think he found something out this guy he would, this guy was huge i mean this is not just the guy who walks around drunk and winds up dead all of a sudden you know without something going on and i and i say we need to look at the miter corporation as uh, as the key uh, to what happened to him and we'll find out what and we'll, well, we'll, we'll is that a question well, I mean, the point is, is that, you know, these things, I mean, this guy had top secret clearance and he had, uh, you know, all kind, and he was working within the company. He found something out. But it, it just seems like this is one of those deals where uh, he was a loose end. That's the end of it. And no one's going to find out anything. All we're going to do is look at the MITRE Corporation and we're going to find out nothing because it's impossible. Well, it's a weird, it's a weird time. You know, we've got uh Everyone's got a WikiLeak. Everyone's got something going on, and the fact that there were so many people jumping on this with with outrageous—I mean, even crazier than I could come up with—shows that, uh, which of course is, is part of the initiative of uh, of the Obama administration, is to join the conspiracy theorists and to spread disinformation. That that's been admitted. Cass Sunstein right. uh, wrote about this. Uh, I have to think that this is real. What he knew was really, really big. Yeah, well, you might be actually have stumbled onto it theoretically, which is it may have something to do with nine eleven. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that that he had some information that he found out something at the Mitre Corporation where he came in with his top security clearance, and he learned. And I think it is nine eleven related. And I think he learned something, and um, and he he just knew to maybe you know what was he doing in uh, where did he go? He went to uh, Wilmington. Is that where he went? What was he doing there? Well, he was obviously you know it was one of those situations where you you go to have a meeting. You got your briefcase full of all the good stuff. Secretary, uh, maybe uh, Attorney General. Well, who knows? I mean, he's, that's. Mm-hmm. No one's going to tell us, that's right. for sure. But, but, but yes, you're it, right, you got your briefcase, which was you got gone. Your, let's assume he did have a briefcase, and let's assume it was stolen, and let's assume they just somebody just gave him a pinprick full of some crazy who knows what, and then, you know, it made him nuts, and he dropped dead and fell in, then uh, they either threw him in the uh, dumpster, or he went in the dumpster to get warm, or who knows what, and that's the end of it. And the story is now uh, shot. I mean, it's a dead end. Except for... Uh, <laughs> We'll just, you know what? We don't even know if he if he was killed with a with gun gunfire or or a knife. No, no, they're not saying anything. The whole thing is being hushed up. And you can be assumed that some government agency is going to come in and take over the investigation, and the whole thing is going to be whitewashed. We're never going to find well, out. Well, th- this is the crazy thing: is that the FBI is only advising the Newark and Wilmington uh, cops, which is another r- huge red flag because you know we know that. Obviously, the, uh, the 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 Fed guys are now much better, right? Uh, we, this is what we've been taught as uh, as distracted little slaves through our uh, Dick Wolf programming. Is that the Feds right. are now the Feds are no longer stupid? The Feds are smart and they know how to solve stuff, and that's what all TV shows are about. And now the FBI is not all over this. They're not doing. They're not running the investigation. You got like, uh, well, here's the guy. Here's the. Uh, I think this is the. We have the local like uh, cop. Who's running this investigation of this this central f- figure in American uh, uh, defense? 
What was that? The that, that? That was like the little bumper before the video. Sorry. His death of Newcastle resident and former presidential advisor John Wheeler continues to baffle investigators. Over the last two days, police have learned about several sightings as witnesses have come forward saying they saw Wheeler wandering through Wilmington and Newcastle looking disoriented. So this is so now we have more uh, witnesses, John. Not just at the parking garage. Several witnesses. Uh, what source did you get that from? I think just from the PR company. Last week. A parking lot attendant at the Newcastle County Courthouse said she encountered the 66-year-old retiree at about 7 o'clock Wednesday night, where he was also captured on surveillance video. Uh, I was closing down the garage. So th- this is another one, by the way. They, they rolled out another woman. But listen, there's some interesting little clues, I think, in, in this piece. An uh, older guy, he came knocking on the window. He's saying that he just wanted to come in and get warm before he paid for his ticket. So, like... Which, by the way, she didn't let him come in anywhere i mean if you saw the video he just like paced back and forth for a second and left i kind of found it strange because he didn't have a coat on and he had one shoe in his hand so like i told him that if he shut those doors he he can get warm in here so he he kind of walked out that way to the pay station area and he he must have got on the elevator and he walked around the garage so like when he came back i was talking to him i was asking like what what kind of car do you have? Where's your ticket? He says his ticket was inside of his briefcase. I asked, where was his briefcase at? He says his briefcase was stolen. He wasn't slurring. There was no blood. He wasn't. There was no blood. I asked him a question. I can't. Well, let me think what the man told me to say. Staggering. He was just like kind of like shuffling along. What really struck me as being odd was that he didn't have a coat on and he had a shoe in his hand. He didn't ask me to call the police. I, I asked him if he wanted. All right. Can I just. I, it's ask, okay? People, it's ask. Can we please stop putting people on television and say, axe? This is just not okay. If he needed money or anything, he said no. He, he didn't look homeless. Shortly before... Now, listen to this. Listen, the clues are here, John. For that, Wheeler was seen in this Happy Harry's Pharmacy in Newcastle. <laughs> the Happy Harry's Pharmacy. <laughs> that, that's, you know, that is someone making a joke at us. <laughs> and it continues. Castle asking for a ride to Wilmington. Police say Wheeler arrived in Wilmington on a train on Tuesday and was last seen alive at 8.30 Thursday night inside the Nemours building at 10th and Orange Streets. Police say surveillance video showed him inside the building looking disoriented. He declined several offers for assistance. About 13 hours later, Wheeler's body was discovered at the Cherry Island landfill in Wilmington. Wilmington police. Happy Harry. So then, then you get the, the I'm not going to play all that, but then the, the, the you got like the police. N- no FBI. So uh, hmm. why are they leaving it alone? Well, that's an obvious one, I guess. Hmm. Well, isn't yeah? The story is uh, is questionable from beginning to end. But yeah, I agree. The Mitre Corporation is an interesting uh, operation. Um, Not for profit, which is the craziest thing. Whoever, I mean, how un-American that way is that? You don't have to worry about anybody looking at the books. Right, but how un-American is it to have a uh, a defense contractor that is not for profit? That's wrong. Well, but what, do you, what do you, if they're not for profit? Then they have to release numbers. You you can't just be just say, oh, we don't make any profit and not report. You, you they have to do that. Uh, it, it warrants a lot more investigation. Well. But, I, had, but I have to say, I had 370 emails that I had to go through last night and uh, and this morning, and uh, and all of it is just, there's very little actual in depth uh, reporting going on about this at all, other than it's crazy, it's weird, wow, this is frustrating. We uh, no one's doing any work. 
It's like, uh, yeah. it's like the, here's one, you know, you wrote a, an interesting column about the, uh, thank you, by the way, for plugging me as an, as a, as a douchebag about the, uh, the <laughs> Apple, did. the Apple iPhone <laughs> alarm. Thanks. Oh. By the way, nice way to get an in the morning in there at the end of the column. It was noticed and appreciated. <laughs> However, you said you did say one thing which was absolutely spot on, which I want to ask you about you being in in uh, in lost wages right now. Has anyone uh, given a or done a technical analysis? And I looked on CNET, Ars Technica, uh, the Register, you know, everywhere, you know, slash dot. Has anyone actually? done any thinking at all about how the technical aspects of the software bug came about because it didn't just fix itself on the 3rd of January mine didn't fix itself until yesterday the 5th what was this what what was the action nobody has said a thing but no one is doing any work they're just like just sucking on the uh, on the corporate whatever, schlong whatever of apple. apple says goes yeah but it's very very annoying that, that, That's the, all these mightier than that, higher, holier than thou uh, tech journalists who don't even, you know, they just, oh, well, Apple says this. You know, and so I think that Apple has over the air updates and, and is updating our phones, which means they can do all kinds of crap with our phones without telling us. And it's just annoying that not a single, single journalist that I could find anywhere except for your offhanded comment. No one has done any work. CNET employs people to look at technical stuff like this. I mean, and 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 if you're an uh, an engineer or developer, then you know how timing is. You know, clocks are the central piece of of software programming. Clo- a clock is very important, and how clocks work. And no one, no one is just like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever Apple says, oh, whatever. And it's, it blows me away. And and no one calls anyone. Screw Apple. How about our reporters? Everyone's just in Vegas jerking each other off looking at Android crap, and you're no better. Sorry. I'm not looking at Android crap. I'm doing a show. <laughs> True. We love you for it, John. I, don't, I, I didn't mean to say it that way. But it's, the, uh, There is a lot of Android crap here. I mean, it's, it's actually the show. Uh, beside, the, the hottest thing here, I'm telling you, is this press kit from Olympus. And little camera. <laughs> I have not heard anyone about it, but I'm sure you'll write about it. Oh yeah! Did you get any of the good swag? I mean, anything good? Are they giving anything good away? Anything worthwhile? Uh, well, they, if you go to a couple of these things, they you know they're they're more than willing to get uh, give you some stuff to look at. Uh, I haven't really isolated uh, you know anything cool that I have to have, and I'm going to beg them to give me a copy. But uh, no, this is these shows are not that really that. Uh, it's more they're hectic. There's five thousand reporters. At this show, which means there's at least two reporters for each booth. Uh-huh. And uh, there's something like 200, uh, 2,700 booths or something like that. And uh, it's and the, most of the reporters are bloggers. Right. And most of the blog. and by the way, and it, the funny thing is they're not necessarily fake reporters. Um because they're out there, they're jamming in these press conferences. You know that rooms for six hundred reporters. There's two thousand people show up. It's a mess, right? And they, and they all these bloggers mostly, and a few others like CNET and uh, and I guess some other companies. They have all these video crews consisting of non-union, you know, goofballs, <laughs> with, right? Uh, <laughs> With all sorts of uh, non-union you know. goof, screw those non-union goofballs! <laughs> darn it! 
It's a right. bunch of non-union goofballs with some kid who you know can barely figure out how a mic works uh, and uh, who still hasn't shaved yet. And um, in front of you know interviewing people, asking the most lame questions, nothing in depth, of course. What does it do? What does it cost? Can I get one? <laughs> yeah. uh, do you got one for free for me? And they have, and there, there, there's just places crawling with these these little camera crews. Usually right. a three man crew. It's a you know a guy with a camera and some guy operating the you know with the, the headphones. Sound. Yeah, the sound. Yeah. And another uh, a person with a microphone, and they're they're just bumping everything. They're just which is typical video crews of any ilk, and they're all over the place. And I suppose on the internet you'll find these little video reports everywhere you look. Yeah. And they're all lame. You don't. There's no in-depth questioning. There's. It's no. just all. It's just all. It's all. It's all PR stuff. It's just. Yeah. All it's all golly gee whiz. Look at this. Right. Meanwhile, you, there is one. Uh, uh-huh. There is one product I did see, which I'm going to write up. It's a pair of. This company's got these glasses, like regular, you know, glass like you wear. That would have some electronics in them, so you can push a button and it changes them from regular glasses to reading glasses. Oh, that's cool. I could use those. Using some sort of LCD technology within mm. the structure of the glass itself. Mm, yeah, like that. Yeah, so I was very blown away by the fact that they can get something like this to work. It's going to be announced, I think, in April. Wow. Nice. Other uh, than that. Yeah, other than that, it's boring, right? And there's no hookers. That's not good. I, I haven't seen one. So, um,. I think we should uh, just, finally it happened. Uh, Of course, last week we talked about Doug, which is now uh, in the show notes. If you want to know anything about dead birds or dead fish, just look for the Doug heading. I think we really hit a nerve with that, uh, John. People, uh, they like it. (laughs) They were irked that we didn't talk about the dead fish. The dead fish happened after we uh, we signed off. Right, we signed off and then the dead fish happened. And meanwhile, Mimi's dug up. Uh, dead starfish, dead dolphins, dead crabs, dead dogs, dead dogs. <laughs> I mean, there's just a bunch of things showing up dead. We have uh, one of our uh, producers, and all of these links are in the show notes. No, dot com created a uh, a Google Map mashup of uh, all things dead, uh, <laughs> which is <laughs> right, great. Right, great job, really, really, really cool job. And finally, oh yes, finally, Time Magazine came in. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. So nice that time, the true mouthpiece for the Ministry of Truth, says, call it the aflocalypse, the aquapolypse, or some other clever term that will soon be trending on Twitter. What's clear is that something odd seems to be going on with birds in the sky and the fish in the waters. And, of course, uh, they say, this is nothing new. This is, this is not about revelations. This is what we predicted, what science has shown us for many, many years. Because the science is in! This is biodiversity, ladies and gentlemen. They called it right off the bat. Thank you so much, Time Magazine. They didn't waste much, much time. <clears throat> well, I think they could have been a little bit sooner, like right after we were done with the show. Uh, <laughs> too obvious. <laughs> um, but they uh, they actually have uh, a number of uh, stories, like from March, one hundred dead birds fall on British home. Uh, January two thousand nine, hundreds of dead birds litter homes in Franklin. September two thousand nine, botulism blamed for dead birds at Great Salt Lake. Yeah, so they've you know like they're sharing, oh and 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 so on. This is the reporting Time Magazine does, and so on. 
Scientists know this. If you start looking for something in a large enough data set, chances are you'll find it. Huh. Uh, it won't be too long before the media moves on to the next meme, and the aflocalypse is a forgotten, just like past sensational but uh, evanescent stories like the Ground Zero mosque or the TSA pat-downs. It's a shame, though, because even though the aflocalypse isn't the apocalypse, the very fact that these math deaths are seemingly so common show how hard life is becoming for other forms of life on this planet. We are all going to die because we don't care about Mother Earth. Uh, that's uh, editorialized by me. Who who wrote that? This is written. A good question. Normally, I uh, I do look that up. They usually up, put him at the end. I yeah, think Brian the- Walsh. And let me just click on his name and see. Uh, Brian looks like a douchebag, but of course we don't hold that against him. What else has he written? Government commission. Well, the Gulf oil spill was avoidable. That's also news today. Uh, politics, what to expect from the Republicans' energy policy, a tale of two floods shows the disaster gap between rich and poor, yeah. problem with your iPhone alarm, here's a tip, don't use your iPhone as an alarm, oh, he could be a friend of yours, uh, population, is the world really ready for 7 billion people, now yeah, there you go, weather, how the troubled response to the blizzard is just the beginning for a warmer world, okay, Chill, oh, there we go. Chill, there you go. Chill, chill. It's getting chill. cold out. We have global warming. It's getting cold. Uh, this, uh, you know, I'm. Uh, you have the, the population uh, story, and then your global warming story. I have now concluded, and this is my only going to be my only conspiracy theory for a while. I'm going <laughs> to no, no, please, it can't be. Which is, <laughs> which is that there's a global cooling thing taking place, just as was predicted in the 70s. In fact, by the way, the guys who did the uh, upcoming ice age uh, predictions based on computer modeling and the science being in are sticking, by the way, to their story that is still an ice age, not global warming that yes. we're uh, that's upon us. And the, and these these guys who are all for global warming, coincidentally, ninety percent of the time, as you just saw, just out of the blue with this writer, uh, worried sick about the population issue, would love to see an ice age because it'll wipe out about a third of the world's population and it'll put put us back on some track that uh, they think is more ideal than all these people chewing up all these resources and stealing their stuff. So. <laughs> so and in the show notes, we have a, a YouTube video, uh, which is very interesting about the uh, the Gulf Stream, actually, that apparently this has stopped, stopped flowing. And uh, in fact, the title of it is Urgent Britain About to Freeze to Death, uh, which is not far from the truth. And the, uh, the Daily Mail reports that the Met Office, the Metropolitan, uh, uh, the, uh, meteor- the Meteorological Office uh, in the United Kingdom, knew that the big freeze was coming, but hushed it up. Oh, really? According to this article, the Met Office warned ministers to expect an exceptionally cold winter, but then kept the prediction secret from the public. The forecaster decided not to reveal the information because it was embarrassed after wrongly predicting a barbecue summer in 2009, according to BBC analyst Roger Harabin. Instead of a seasonal forecast, it only offered monthly snapshots. And I guess if we went back and we looked at it, that would probably be true. Uh, but when you when you see what's going on in the United Kingdom for the third year in a row, I might add, and the weather that we've had here, um, I, I'm no climatologist, uh, but wow, uh, you know, I I think there's something to it. What if we've been duped all this time and we're actually just headed for a mini ice age? 
And yeah, we're exacerbating it with all these with all, everything we're doing. Yeah, we're making it worse on purpose. Making it worse on purpose so we can kill people. <laughs> Meanwhile, up in uh, what is it? Uh, no, it just seems to me that you have this, the warmists, the global warming people. They're on all without exception. They're all on the we've got to reduce the population of this of the globe. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. they're all in the same camp. It's just yeah, it's, 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 it's the, the eugenicist eugenicist camp. That's what it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's bad coincidence. I think not. Um, now I, I do have some stuff about uh, about the uh, about the Dugs later, but I want to keep that for the. For before the you go on that, I'm, I'm going to send you this this memo that Mimi sent me that has another 40 links of dead killoffs that well, you can put in the show notes. You know, I, I I'm going to save it for the second half. My theory about the about the dead birds because it it goes uh, it goes a little bit. You might go, oh brother, but wow. Well, no, I'll go, oh, brother. I just do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I want to save that for the second half of the show. What, I, what I'd like to do now, uh, because n- no one saw this, <clears throat> and I, I don't know if it's going to get the play that we predicted it would, uh, George Clooney's satellite surveillance of Sudan, uh, the SSS, as I'm calling it. Um, so he was on the... Um, uh, we talked a little bit about this on the well, last no, show. No, no, we talked about it. But you know the question is so on on one 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 on the eleventh there's going to be this referendum in Sudan and uh, of course uh, this is all about oil um, the United States is I think we're probably competing with China for the oil there and people are going to die and George Clooney as you and I believe is brought in uh, to sell goodness about these horrible things that take place all in all in really the uh, the oil cabals. Uh, path and so he set up this uh, uh, what was it called again not on our watch or I forget the name of his foundation and it's like he got Brad Pitt and Matt Damon and then the only guy the co- other co-founder who no one's ever heard of is uh, this guy named Prendergast that guy and he's the handler and so they're both yeah, obviously on, yeah so they're both on ABC um, this week I think it is and uh, of course, ABC. Uh, I'll just say it again: compromised as they all are. But uh, the brand new president of ABC News is uh, his sister is one of uh, President Obama's uh, most uh, highly regarded uh, personal advisors. And uh, this forty-year-old all of a sudden is running all of ABC News, so it's now truly the Ministry of Truth. And Clooney, they're doing like a twenty-minute interview. He loses the script, John. He loses. Oh. He loses the script. So they've got. Um, They've got a. Uh, I don't know who the the guy. They is. hired an actor for a reason. I know, and and it's cr- so so the uh, the journalist asks a question. He sets it up so that pr- so pr- they're two they're in two different locations. And Prendergast, uh, who is uh, Clooney's CIA handler, uh, he answers the question, and then Clooney completely loses it. And if you saw the video, you'd see Prendergast like grimacing, like you. Douchebag. I can't believe you screwed that one up. Clooney, what did we hire you for? I'll start with you. Uh, right now in Ivory Coast, we see uh, a leader flouting the, the will of the people, of uh, his African neighbors, of the UN, of the West, of the US, uh, and nothing really is going on about it. You both have been outspoken about the world turning a blind eye towards whatever happens in Africa. John and, and, and then George. See, the, the script is as follows. John, you go first. And then George, you'll add some color to it because that's how it's set up. So John is going to give us the information. 
He's the handler, and George is supposed to just add some color and make us all feel good about it and, and tell us what is going on in layman's terms. What makes you think that even if you get photographic evidence of war crimes, uh, of genocide even, that there is any will in the world to do anything about it? John, I'll start with you. Well, Ivory Coast really is a test case. I mean, you know, there, there's a, a great deal of diplomacy occurring now, escalating costs and consequences for the government at Ivory Coast and for what they're doing, eventually, potentially, military intervention if the government uh, that, that lost the election, if the president doesn't actually vacate his office. So y- you hear what's going on, right? He's basically saying uh, death, doom, and destruction coming uh, just days away from now. And Clooney should say that for the normal slaves. Uh, Similarly in in Sudan, there has to be a cost and a consequence. If the government of Sudan is going to undermine this referendum, if the government of Sudan is going to continue to undertake terrible human rights violations in Darfur, there has to be a a diplomatic consequence. There must be escalating sanctions and costs that that accrue to any party that undertakes these kinds of actions that lead to mass human suffering. Right. Okay. George. George, I think I think that's the the important part of this is that that um, I, I, I uh. agree with John. I mean, that's exactly what I was going to say. So he sort of took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, <laughs> and he digs it even deeper. The larger question, George, is is the world has shown no willingness really to do anything about atrocities in Africa. You know this better than I do. It, George, remember? You know, George, hello, hello, George. You know this better than I do. Remember atrocities, Africa, bad people dying, you're supposed to make us feel good. Say something smart here, George. So what makes you think that, that even if you bring the photographic evidence of it happening uh, within a day or two of it happening, that that will change? Well, we know what happens. We know that it doesn't change when we don't bring uh, uh, the photographic evidence. We've seen that, that very little is done. We also believe that, um, you know, listen, uh, 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 Oh, my God. You know what happened? <laughs> the guy, the other guy, the handler. He, he went off script and he read exactly. Clooney's line. Exactly. He went off script exactly. and stepped on Clooney's line. And Clooney apparently, I didn't know this, Couldn't can't ad-lib. ad-lib. He can't ad-lib. Exactly. And he just blew it, and then he so he just got completely flustered. He's not one of those guys who he needed. He needed to, the other guys. The guy who screwed up. And listen, I'll just play a little more because it just gets worse. And he starts. He like you know how when you're completely when you've completely lost it, then you're just grabbing for straws or you're grasping for anything. And he's yeah, ta- he's a little guy in a in a booth in the, <laughs> below the stage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, reading Russian line. Okay, no, no, that is And, and the thing is, he's on satellite. They could have easily whispered something. Maybe they are talking in his ear. I don't know. But listen to what happens. The head of the government in Khartoum has been charged by the ICC for uh, crimes against humanity and even genocide. Uh, he would like that to be dropped. We're not even talking about dropping that. You know? So now he's talking about being on a terror watch list. He, he's he's jumped four paragraphs ahead in the script. He should be taken off the terror watch list. You should be, uh, uh, that should be a discussion if he uh, acts legitimately. He's not acting legitimately now. He's, uh, he's now bombing and attacking villages in uh, Darfur. I don't, think, I don't think he was supposed to say that yet. I think we haven't seen the news footage of the bombing of villages in Darfur yet. You might be right. He, might have, he may have uh, looked I think at he the, blew it. the I next think, script. Yeah, I think he, he blew just, it. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was, re- he was reading the sequel 
Uh, and uh, and that's where we because we haven't seen the footage yet of the bombing. No, we haven't. Of the we haven't heard any of this. This no. is all new. This is new, 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 new. So uh, apparently, George has better journalistic resources than we do. He wants to be taken off. Well, then he's going to have to do a lot better than that. There's a lot of consequences that we can offer. Uh, there's a lot, a, a lot of uh... interesting. There's a lot of consequences that we can offer. Yeah, isn't that great? What does that mean, George? That that to me is a huge flub. He wants to be taken off. Well, then he's going to have to do a lot better than that. There's a lot of consequences that we can offer. Uh, there's a lot, a, a lot of uh, things that we can offer. Certainly not the ICC. I, I, I wouldn't. I don't think that should even be on the table. Completely <laughs> off, off the reservation. He's gone. He's gone nuts. He doesn't know what to say. But the terror watch list is one that they'd like to be off. Well, you're going to have to act a lot more legitimately than you have. We don't. What, we don't even know about. No one set up this terror watch list. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Clooney? Uh, to date. Very briefly, because we only have a minute. Yeah, and now it's like, cut him off, cut him off, cut him off. Very briefly, we only have a minute. We got to go. Sorry there, George, you douche. Left, I want to get both of your thoughts on this. President Obama, when he ran for president, uh, campaigned on ending uh, the genocide in Sudan. And oh, this is funny. Getting tough with the government in Khartoum. Uh, very Did President Obama run on getting tough with the government in Khartoum? <laughs> did you hear that anywhere john in all of the election run maybe on neptune <laughs> let's just hear that one again Dan and getting tough with the government in khartoum uh very briefly george and then john uh has president obama kept his promise he never made a promise what about promise is this the only this is this, is, this, this is, is the clip of the week this is unbelievable the only uh promise he made was uh uh, getting us out of um, out of war, getting us out of Iraq. You can take that to the bank. That that was yeah. the, that was the only promise I can remember. One close Gitmo. That was a promise. Close Gitmo, right? That was a big one. But I don't remember anything about. Now I never. This Khartoum. is totally. Nobody even knows where Khartoum is. <laughs> yes, he has. It's been. A, it's it's. <laughs> I love this. Uh, uh, it's a tough one to keep. You know, uh, there's a, it's a very complicated situation. It is going to get uh, a lot more complicated. We met with the president. The president. Uh, Notice we met with the president. First, we thought it was just George having a beer in the in the in the backyard. Oh yeah. We, no, this is George though. This is George talking. We met with the president. Seems to be very much on top of the issue. Uh, and we want to make sure, and our job is to keep the pressure on to make sure that, that there's no slippage in that at all. John, I'll let you have the last word. Well, this is President Obama's moment. You know, the United States is the biggest actor in Sudan. We can have... Whoa! Did you know that? Say it again? The United States is the biggest actor in Sudan. Huh. That's spook language, by the way. Yeah, that actor. Is total spook language to say the biggest actor. Biggest actor in Sudan. We can have a major influence on whether or not a deal is struck between the North and the South to prevent a war, and we can have a major influence on whether human rights violations continue in, in Darfur. That's going to take presidential leadership. He's become engaged now. We'll see if he can bring it th that last mile. Yeah, fantastic. All right, George, you suck. You totally blew so, it, dude. Okay, I got a one for. By the way, I'll, I'll mention that I did look up the Obama and uh, cartoon thing. Oh, thank you. Well, he didn't run on it at all. No way. He only it only came up in the conversation in two thousand nine after he was elected, um, and it's only in the conversation, kind of. Uh, here's my prediction: next time you see Clooney on one of these things, IFB.
Oh yeah, or or someone sitting next to him. He will no longer be alone uh, on uh, on a camera in a room somewhere. You better have the IFB in his ear. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, 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 don't say that. Yeah, well, <laughs> but I thought it, it you, But you have to see the clip to see the grimacing of Prendergast going like, oh, because oh, I guess he also. You're right. I guess Prendergast knew that he blew it. That he he took away Clooney's line, and Clooney's like, uh, like crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Anyway, so that is what we can look forward to on the 11th of January when uh, people will die in Darfur. Yeah, that, that's an easy prediction to make. Congratulations. Why don't we uh, switch gears here for a second? I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda in the morning. All right, John, we've... Uh, got a couple people we can thank for supporting this program and the work that we do which i would like to point out uh was extensive this week for you was even a little bit extra extensive because in the middle of your um of your visit to uh, vegas which is for uh uh i guess you have another job to make well, i had to do something to support the uh yeah ki- kids kids college fund exactly all right here we go <laughs> so we have a few people that gave us uh we have one two three four uh one 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 dot one one club members new nice, ones nice nice Tim nice. humor uh h-u-e-m-m-e-r and i'm pr- i'm pronouncing it right i think pelzer south carolina and he uh has a little comment. He says, recently broke up with his girlfriend. Aww. So he decided to send some of the extra money he would have spent on dates. We, <laughs> we, we, we think this is a very good initiative. He wants me to give him a whistle thing. I'm actually, uh, well, I have a surprise whistle, which I'll do on the next show, and I'll, I'll make sure to uh, dedicate it to him. I don't, I'm here in Vegas, uh, Lost Wages, Nevada, and I don't have the whistle with no, me. No whistle. Because you can't travel on, with TSA, they would have confiscated it. <laughs> you cannot have a whistle. George Vanderhorst in Kotzhovel. Kotzhovel. Kotzhovel, which means a cat haven. <laughs> no, it does not. Nothing it's does. Bouncing Hill. Oh. Hmm. Uh, also a member of the 11111 Club. And Andrew Schmidt in Atlas, Pennsylvania, who uh, has a note saying he'd like to ask for some karma. Oh. He has an interview tomorrow. You know what? We'll give him, uh, since he's in Atlas, uh, Pennsylvania, we'll give him... By Ayn Rand. I'll give him a double shot there. You've got karma. Been waiting to play that one for a while. Unfortunately. Michael Garcia in Iwa Beach, Japan. Oh, nice. Uh, he actually says, Happy New Year from Tokyo. He's a 1111 club. Uh, stay safe and healthy, John and Adam. We need you guys. Big thanks to Eric for his hard work. P.S. I'd like some karma. Yeah, we can give you that as well, of course. You've got karma. And it is nice that uh, people are thanking Eric. Uh, I've seen so many emails and tweets, and uh, Eric the Shield did indeed do a fantastic job. Did I just see a mouse run by? I just saw a mouse here in the studio. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> We've had a lot of uh, rodents with that with the storms. Like all kinds of weird crap has been happening. Well, with get uh, get the uh, the poison. Yeah, right. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Uh, thanking uh, Eric the Shill for all of his work. People are very appreciative of uh, of him doing the work and, of course, of the show uh, jumping into finance, uh, The Promise, and I think we're all caught up, which means I think that uh, Eric can start working on the rings because he did such a good job on this. We trust him with that. And, of course, you can always cut off his electricity if he screws up. 
Val Communications of Toronto, Ontario, just received the 10, 10, 10, 10 challenge coins. Here's $100 to cover the troubles. He'll send in 200 more when he gets his two original challenge coins. Did you get in touch with Eric? Because that's how you're going to get them. I think we, he's making another set of those, or, or the, the makeup set. We're not adding to the collection by any means. Neil Liston, Edin, Edinburgh, uh, UK, uh, $100. No, no, it's, it's something. It's Edinburgh Lothians. That's no. not Edinburgh. That's something else. Ed, oh, Edinburgh, Edinburgh Lothians. Lothians. That's a different uh, different location. Any idea? <laughs> no clue. Uh, David C. Pugh in North Canton, Ohio, $100. Uh, it's, uh, here's $100 for the dead Doug. <laughs> we laugh. Philip Flip, <laughs> Flick, I'm sorry, Philip Flick in Leewood, Kansas, 100 uh, and let me get to the scroll bar over here on this little laptop and scroll down to Terrence H- Hudgen in Culpeper, Virginia, $75. And uh, Terrence says uh, he's in an undo- actually in, in, in an undisclosed location in Virginia. Well, Virginia. Right. Greg- Seeing since- as you're a spook. Since Greg Brunsell from Kenosha, Wisconsin, is donated, I must donate before he calls me out as a douchebag. Adam, please douche me for good. Uh, de-douche. Did I say douche? Yeah, but you meant de-douche. No problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he needs some karma, too, for the deal next week. He's trying to close. You've got karma. Then we've got a, a, a contribution from the gorgeous little town of Bilbao, Spain. It's not even that small, Bilbao. It's no, the, no, it's, big, it's a lot it's of people time. that live there. Stayed there. Uh, Ignacio Garcia Perez, uh, sixty-six, sixty-six, and he needs a uh, he needs a karmic uh, uh, call out for his uncles now embarking on a new business. Okay. You've got karma. And then uh, I have to go back over to the scroll bar. Raphael. Raphael. Raphael Shagrel. Shagrel. Uh, Shagrel. Shagrel. Oh, Shagrel. Okay. Yeah. German name. Shagrel. Uh, he's in Vienna. $65 uh, donation. Uh, I thought about buying uh, $50 worth of AdSense credit for my father's website. TheQuakeWatcher.com. However, after AC explained how he got scammed out of more than $900 of AdSense revenues, which is a ridiculous... By the way, it was, it was more than that. It was it was 900 for the first month and then like 700 for the second. So it was more like 1500 $1,600. Bucks. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I thought better of it and prefer to send the cash your way. A haiku donation of 5750 plus 750 to surpass the karmic threshold. <laughs> Please send Amon Breuer, who donated last episode, some karma just because he's a fellow NA listener from Vienna. You've got karma. <coughs> and, and, we'll, also, uh, yeah, and, and we'll also give him a healthy helping of karma. He needs that. You've got karma <laughs> all right a lot of karma today john it's a big it's a yes. big karmic day uh he's got uh, could, you move, could you move your uh, cell phone your nokia e71 away from your setup there because i keep getting a zuts i hear that too i have an idea let me turn it off if it's doable yeah you know it's, it's, you act like you need that thing like you have like you have to have it nearby like you need to be in touch with the world at any given moment <laughs> you mock me. Yes, because I can. 
Justin Sloan, Fort Riley, Kansas, double nickels on the dime. Dallin Wright, Lehigh, Utah, double nickels on the dime. And Jordan Riot, uh, Riot, Wyatt in Invercargill, uh, Southland, New Zealand. And they've got a couple comments here. Let me scroll over. First of all, uh, noagendabadge.com is worth checking out. It's uh, Oh, I, uh, love the new, I love the new badges. There's some great stuff. You can <coughs> I guess you buy me. a badge for a buck or something, or maybe there's some kind of deal going on. Some Justin Sloan. He's got a, a no douchebag credentials, apparently. Yeah, it's really cool. Noagendabadge.com. It's awesome. Stuff. Dallin Wright in, in Lehigh, Utah, who gave double news. He says he's a Mormon bishop, loves the show, enjoyed hearing my Mormon discussion, thought you'd look up a reference in the Book of Mormon based off the show. Uh, Alma 5510, and he has a, a biblical quote. Yeah, I'd like to thank, I'd like to thank the uh, outpouring of information or the inflow of information we received uh, regarding our Mormon conversation. We could do a whole show just on Mormonism, I think. Uh, we got uh, tons of Mormons listening, uh, former Mormons, uh, people who are pro, uh, against. Uh, if, if I've learned anything, it's like, stay away from the religion conversation. <laughs> it fills up your email box. I've learned yeah, a lot, does. though. I've learned a lot. Very interesting. Uh, then we have... Uh, uh, Miss Mickey's on to something as easy to be vegan as not, and then at least the blah, blah, blah. Uh, go check out abolitionist.approach.com. Do, do you know that um, uh, Bill Clinton has been yeah. named uh, PETA's 2010 Person of the Year for his vegan diet? I think that's, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but when you see Clinton, he looks like he he's looks about like to. He <laughs> looks like shit. He looks terrible. Yeah, he doesn't look good at all. <laughs> Uh, and he seems dingy. Joe Wagner, Emeryville, California, fifty dollars and thirty three cents. Hey, John and Adam, been a five dollar a month subscriber. Please get five dollar a month subscriptions in. Uh, since I started listening a year ago, I'm contributing more thanks to your hard work to celebrate 2011. Might be a good initiative for other producers. I'm donating it from a credit card I haven't used in over a year to avoid it getting closed by the bank as it's due to expire. So there you go. And finally, some knighthood layaways still going on. Tristan Lennon, Travis Wynn, Mike Westerfield, Lou Pitts, a one-time donation for him in Greensboro, uh, North Carolina. And finally, uh, Havar Rutledal, <laughs> I butchered that, I'm sure, in Romsdal, Norway, $50. So that's our, our group for today. Thanks, everybody. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, this really uh, feels good particularly in light of uh, the past couple shows we did over Christmas and New Year. So I really appreciate the giving levels you appear to be comfortable at for this show. Keep it up. Dvorak.org slash NA. Channel Dvorak.com slash NA. Which, if you're in China, by the way, uh, Dvorak.org does not work. Uh, That is blocked by the Great Firewall of China, I learned. Uh, But Channel Dvorak.com slash NA does work. And I believe NoAgendaShow.com works in China, interestingly enough. But... uh, uh, however, that uh, uncensored site uh, doesn't work. And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, d- speaking of evil elites like uh, Bill Clinton, uh, Dick Cheney is now officially a zombie. Oh, really? Yes. Um, he, finally, they finally made it official. Yes. Um, <laughs> he has a, a heart pump. And here it is. Uh, his new mechanical pump, a partial artificial heart known as a ventricular assist device, leaves patients without a pulse because it pushes blood continuously instead of mimicking the heart's own beat. The guy is a zombie. 
<laughs> so it just like flows just yeah it just it just flows yeah and you look at the picture of the guy i mean just put him in the coffin already my goodness he that went fast didn't it that went real he went from a huge mountain of a man to this little shell of his former self and now he doesn't have a pulse hello it doesn't have a pulse. i missed that story <laughs> it's in the new york times I feel bad now. <laughs> I don't feel bad. No, he's I feel bad that I missed the story. Oh, right yeah. About. No, he's a bastard. Mr. Cheney, who has participated in some of the nation's toughest decisions for decades, such as stand down, don't shoot anything down that's coming towards us. Um, now faces huh. a crucial one of his own, whether to seek a full heart transplant. The uh, problem is no one wants to give him one. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was just funny that he's, that, you know, that, 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 isn't that the definition of a zombie? You have no pulse? I mean, isn't that exactly what it is? It's the walking dead. <laughs> he is the walking dead. Terrible. All right. Now, let me, let me lay some Doug on you. Doug. Some real Doug. Um, very interesting, the location of these, uh, well, actually, I probably should back up for a second. Did you know that the government actually... Um, has been trying to kill black red red winged blackbirds for many many years. Did you know that? I'm going to give you the second point. The we had two to one now. Yeah, APHIS, the Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, has been uh, trying to, and this is part of the uh, USDA, have been trying to kill the with blackbird poisoning pro specifically red winged blackbirds. Uh, Why? Because they uh, they mess uh, mess up the sunflower crops, hmm. and uh, I guess that wasn't good for uh, uh, for business. And so, in two, there was I have a document in the uh, the Audubon Society, of course, has been fighting them. And there's a document in the show notes, noagendashow dot com, called "Government Killing of Blackbirds," and you could read how they have actually been doing some secret poisoning. Of uh, birds, so this, so I'll say right off the bat that uh, the Doug problem uh, could be from uh, the government uh, illegally poisoning these birds. That that is a possibility. However, not the one I like. Uh, the one I like, and if you look at um, the the three main locations, I'm just going to bring up all of my uh, my documentation here. Um. The three main locations where these birds were found dead, it is a perfect triangulation in, in actually, it could not have been any better along the New Madrid fault line for a test of harp. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, well, now this goes a lot deeper. Now, now, first of all, the blunt trauma, you know, I haven't seen any of these birds. I've only heard the same reports everyone else has heard. And you, you never know what's really true about this stuff. Uh, but it seems like they were basically hit by something, which could be a sonic wave. And if you look at the uh, the uh, Louisiana, uh, BB Arkansas, and I forget the third one offhand, um, and you look at how a uh, how the Digisond antenna array works, it is a com- it is the perfect triangle, and it is right over the New Madrid or Madrid, as they would say, fault. Now, are you aware of what's going on with the new Madrid fault, John? 
Well, obviously I'm not, or you wouldn't ask the question No, that I don't way. know. You might be. I don't know. But the Ministry of Truth, ABC News, compromised once again. Uh, but coincidentally, has a report. They sent Sam Shepard, who used to be in New York. Uh, I think he did weather. I uh, think that all we have to do now, from now on, on on our show, is just monitor ABC. ABC News. ABC News is it, man. So listen to what is going on in Madrid the new Madrid Fault, which uh, runs throughout this entire region, and then I'll give you some other things that will blow your mind. Uh, and I believe that uh, that they are cranking up harp to, uh, to set off a, a massive earthquake. But Sam Champion was sent down to, uh, uh, to the region to report on this, and, of course, George Stephanopoulos uh, leads it in, as he is also, of course, compromised. One of the questions a lot of people have been asking in the wake of that massive earth, uh, earthquake in Haiti... By the way, interesting how they pull Haiti into it. Like, wow, you know, you know, Haiti had a big earthquake, which we set off. Maybe we can do another story. What about the risky fault lines right here in the United States? There are many, uh, and they're in parts of the country you'd never expect, not just California, but places like Missouri and Tennessee. So how many Americans are in danger, and what if a huge quake hits here? Sam Champion is on the new Madrid fault line in Memphis where there was a tremor just over the weekend. Sam? Hmm. Yeah, and George, the interesting thing about the New Madrid Fault, which was one of those surprising ones, is it runs from Memphis all the way into St. Louis. So there are millions of people right in the middle of the country that are affected by that. But we went to the top seismologists in the world to find out that there actually were historic earthquake events in the United States. And believe it or not, earthquakes happen here just about every day. The thing with earthquakes is it's location, location, location. Oh, just like real estate. And so as we saw with this uh, devastating earthquake down in, in Haiti, that was a uh, magnitude 7 rupture, but more to the point, it was directly underneath very large population. Just like California, where most Americans may think all our earthquakes are centered. But California's San Andreas is just one fault zone. There are at least four active earthquake zones that cover this country, all of which seismologists say have had historic eruptions and each could have another catastrophic strike at any time. At any time. Be very afraid. It is time for some terrorizing news. Uh, by the way, this is a seven-minute package, which I cut three minutes out of. Seven minutes. Seven minutes on network television. That, that's something that they're trying to communicate with this. No doubt about mm. it. Earthquakes are a national hazard, and it's in these areas away from uh, California, away from the places we think about, where there can be some of the greatest risk. What about mm. America's heartland? We're on the second most active fault in the country, and that's the New Madrid Fault. It runs from St. Louis to Memphis, and this is Real Foot Lake, 16 miles long and created 200 years ago by what is... Okay, so you get the idea, but then let me... uh name of that lake again? Uh, hold on a second. I can... Roll that back for you. Uh, where was it? Here. Here we go. Foot Lake Six. <laughs> Sorry, almost. <laughs> almost. Almost got it. Hey. We're on the second most active fault in the country, and that's the New Madrid Fault. It runs from St. Louis to Memphis, and this is Real Foot Lake, sixteen miles long. Real Foot Lake. Hmm. Okay, so then we go to uh, FEMA. Feet. Then we go the to what? No, just a real foot, foot in the ocean. The uh, no, go yeah. ahead. Then we go to uh, FEMA. Uh, in November of 2008, they announced their uh, initiative, which is underway with eight states of the New Madrid Seismic Zone, which is known as the NMSZ, to develop catastrophic earthquake disaster response plans. 
Uh, and, you know, so blah, blah, blah. You can read all that for yourself. Everyone's involved. USGS, Northcom, American Red Cross, uh, Health and Human Services, USACE, this uh, Army Corps of Engineers. So everyone's in. Everyone's in. We're all ready. And uh, they're doing a uh, a test, John, a drill. <laughs> the Earthquake Preparedness Program, NLE 2011. Uh, an earthquake is the result of a sudden... Re- this is I'm reading now from uh, IN.gov, the Indiana Department of Homeland Security. It's a, They've got all kinds of cool websites. Imagine getting IN.gov. What a great... They paid $8 million for the website. Yeah. Uh, earthquakes are caused uh, mostly by the rupture of geological faults. Two major fault systems are located in or adjacent to Indiana, the New Madrid Seismic Zone and Wabash Valley Seismic Zone. And, uh, well, you know what? I think we should do a drill, and they will be doing that in May. Yeah, here we go. Of this year, there will be the NLE 2001. That's the, uh, what is that? The, I have the, the actual, I've got all these links in the show notes, by the way, in case you're uh, inclined. Um, they're expecting a magnitude 7.7 earthquake could hit at any time. That's why they have to do this uh, a drill. Whatever seven is. Well, no, these are actually based on the Richter scale. They they stated expressly, which oh, weird. yeah, which okay. freaks me out a little bit more. Here is the uh, fact sheet: national level exercise, 2011, private sector participation. Uh, let me get the exact date for you. I think it's May seventh. Well, I can't find it right now. Uh, but whenever the government is doing a, a drill of any kind. Uh, like they were doing a drill right near Haiti, coincidentally. Um, be very afraid. This is, this is when you need to look out. And my feeling, if you look so, and and all of this is kind of laid out in the in the show notes. My feeling is that uh, they've been cranking up harp either for uh, the drill or for the real thing. Because we all know we got to kill some people. Memphis would be a great spot to get rid of it. Who needs Memphis anyway? And uh, and they've been cranking up harp, triangulating. It fried the birds, but that it's coming in May, and we may just see a huge earthquake in that region. Which well, the make- fish were in that region too, weren't they? Sure, but I mean, it can be all kinds of stuff. Yeah, okay. I mean, this could this can be ground waves, and then it's unbelievable, John. I found a. Uh, a declassified document, which just completely blew me away, about uh, HARP. And it's from, <laughs> this is great, it's actually from the uh, Department of, well, let me see, hold on, I don't want to misquote it here. It's the, uh, hold on, I got it, I got something funny for it. Department of the Army, United States Army Intelligence and Security Command, uh, from December 13th, it was declassified December 13th, 2006. You can read it, link in the show notes. <clears throat> and it talks about uh, exactly these frequencies, the 15 hertz, which is a heart frequency, um, how it can uh, fry people, heat people up, uh, that is being used for lethal and non-lethal purposes. And it's, it's, an, it's an official document acquired under the Freedom of Information Act. I really um, encourage you to read it. And just to show you how whack this will this will totally whack you out. <clears throat> it's talking about the um, different ways they can use harp and uh, microwave and other frequencies uh, to um, either control or, I guess, do crowd control or control people in multiple ways. Here's my favorite one: 
the incapacitating effect of microwave hearing. Microwave hearing, and I'm reading directly from the document, is a phenomenon described by human observers as the sensations of buzzing, ticking, hissing, or knocking sounds that originate within or immediately behind the head. There's no sound propagating through the air like normal sound. This technology, in its crudest form, can be used to distract individuals. If refined, it can be used to communicate with hostages or hostage takers directly by Morse code or other messages, possibly even voice communications. <clears throat> so um, that's pretty cool, right? You can, you can send frequencies through the air and communicate it's- with people. This could be the reason that, as a ham operator, you might want to learn Morse code. This could also be the reason why we have public service announcements like this one. Can you hear that? Can you hear it? Now, pay close attention. Can you hear this sound? I hear it. I hear it. Me too. I hear it all the time. Everywhere I go, it doesn't go away. You can't cover your ears. You cannot hide from it. In the U.S., there are over 50 million people who suffer from tinnitus. A lot of them from noise-induced trauma. What is tinnitus? It is a ringing in your ears that sometimes will not stop. One of the main causes is from listening to music at loud levels. Uh-huh. We are not telling you to stop listening to music. Music is my what? It's what I do. But you must be careful when listening to high levels of sound, like in clubs or in concerts. See these? These are not uncool. They can protect your ears. So if you're ever feeling uncomfortable at a concerts or clubs, wear them. It's that simple. Don't laugh, my friend. It can happen to you at any moment. At any age. Tonight is uh, defined as a buzzing, ticking, or hissing sound in the ears. <laughs> Which is exactly... That's ringing. No, no, but if you read the definition uh, of tinnitus, you have to go to all the websites. I've got it all. Yeah, ringing. I like the line, music is... Music is my life. It's what I do. It's what I do, what? baby. Yeah. What, what you do is just listen to music all day. That's what you do. That's what I do. So maybe we're being uh, nuked continuously. It could be going on all the time. This is what the guys with the aluminum hats have been telling us. That's exactly what they've, they've been saying. They're hearing voices, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, call me crazy. Call me crackpot. But yeah, look at all crazy. these links. Yeah, you can go ahead. Um, I hate to say it, but I, I predict bad things happening uh, in the uh, Missouri, uh, Arkansas uh, region in May when they the, and the national level exercise 2011 kicks in. It, it I don't think it's good. All right, I'm writing this one down in the prediction book, which I did take with me. We need to uh, draw swords for a moment here, John, if you can. We have a couple of nights we forgot tonight. No, I didn't. I didn't forget. I just uh, overlooked it for a moment. Can you? Uh, thank you very much, Dwayne Melon, Melanson, Melanson, Dwayne. Please step forward, as uh, you are officially now. <laughs> very nice, John. You are now officially uh, in line for your knighthood, thanks to your giving levels. We hereby knight thee, Sir Dwayne Melanson, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. And there are no more hookers and blow, unfortunately, but we do have Rent Boys and Chardonnay, or Bordeaux, actually. Was it Chardonnay? I can't remember. Now we'd like uh, James Spitzer to step forward. A very special knight. It appears that he is our very first one No, 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 no. No, Pelsmockers are first. One, You're one, right. One, one. You're right. I'm sorry. Second. 
Well, now you've ruined my whole vibe. <laughs> Sorry. James Spitzer, please kneel as we are happy to bestow you with the honor of a 1-1-1-1-1 night of the No Agenda Roundtable. Take your deserved seat, sir. We appreciate your giving level and support of the No Agenda Show. So we have two members of the 11111 knighthood order. Another thing we need to keep track of. Great. That's okay. We we need a website page with just the two guys' names on it. Hey, and there was uh, a a, a missile launch off the coast of Texas. (laughs) This is great. It It doesn't stop. There was so much going on this week. People uh, videotaped a missile being launched off of, I think it was South Padre Island. Yeah, what was that? Did you follow that? Because that story just eluded me. Uh, well, that was that was kind of the only, that was the story. You know, there's uh, the people, uh, there was a launch, and uh, of course, immediately... Was this the threat in Mexico? I mean, what's the deal? I don't know. We could have a space war going on. I mean, the last launch we got was, uh, well, you know, of course, we have all the, the, the missing... Uh, uh, the documentation that was pulled off of the the ships at sea warning site, uh, you know, th- that was off the coast of California. And, and you know, the, yeah, can I tell you? So I'm having a, um, a, a meeting with a couple of uh, reporters from the New York Times, and uh, one of the editors, as a matter of fact, too. And one of them just drops the thing. Oh well, I guess you know that somehow that missile launch became. Uh, he got into the conversation. Says, yeah, and then he said it was a contrail. The the New York Times guy. Yeah, you're kidding and me. I, he actually said, believed that. Yeah, oh, and I said, what are you talking about? I said there was a little flame and everything, and there was no other kind. I mean, I, I just did the whole litany because oh, he obviously doesn't God. listen to the No Agenda show. No, of course not. And he says, no, no, it was it was determined to be an optical illusion. The little fire at the bottom of the thing, right? I was just optical like, illusion, nice. <laughs> wow. Oh no. So in other words, the masses have not. They just, it just stuff just the doesn't masses, get. There. This is a journalist from the New York freaking Times, John. I know it's just astonishing to me. Well, so, oh man, this is like, all right, let me. Since we're just assassinating media left and right, there's so many. It's coming at us so fast right now, so incredibly fast. Um, uh, let me just revisit. Don't ask, don't tell for a moment. Now, don't ask, don't tell. We've been through this story before. It has not been repealed. Um, there's a whole bunch of things that have to happen, certifications, and then a 60-day waiting period, and then and only then, uh, after all that's been signed off off by uh, um, Secretary of Defense, who is leaving, of course, the new guy will come in, he'll have to have another six months to a year to evaluate everything. Everyone's got to sign off on this. It's not, it has not been repealed. You agree with me, John? Don't Ask, Don't Tell has not yet been repealed, correct? Yeah. Valerie, yeah yes? Well, and everybody who follows it closely knows it hasn't. They, it's just a you know a piece of stopgap legislation, so you can brag about having done something. So Valerie Jarrett, who is the the actual president of the United States, I'm convinced now she is the president. She goes on um, Meet the Press. Now, now this woman is is she's not she's not a cabinet member. She's she's just uh, an advisor and friend of the president, Valerie Jarrett. So she speaks. She's the now. Wait, wait, wait! Stop! Hold on. What, what is she doing on Meet the Press? She's just some. She's stand. on it all the she's, time. She she's goes, just. She is the president. This is what I'm. This is what I'm about to tell you. She is the president of the United States. She is pulling the strings behind. She's the one that kicked Gibbs out, and she goes on Meet the Press and she runs down the incredible accomplishments 
of uh, her puppet Obama. I think what we saw over the course of the last few weeks is just that. We made enormous progress, as you pointed out, from the taxes where you know, everyone, when they get their next paycheck, instead of their taxes going up, they're going to go down. So, so, she, so let's just take credit for, the, uh, for taxes going down <laughs> after they, they wanted something completely different. But okay, you take credit for that. With a payroll tax, with an earned income tax credit, with a child care tax credit, with a credit so that we can afford to send children to college, and, and importantly, a credit so that companies will invest and they can take 100% of their expenses now to create jobs for America. So that sends a very positive signal. The START Treaty, probably... The- the START Treaty. Okay, now listen, this is amazing what she says here. This is, this is the, uh, the weapons dealing program that the president signed, uh, uh, yes, agreed to. The president's single most important foreign policy accomplishment, in fact, the, the most successful treaty in, the la- in decades, was just uh, passed as well. And then you- passed? It was, it's not a law. START Treaty wasn't passed, was it, John? No, it's a, it's a, it's a treaty. It's a treaty, it's, right? It's not a law. Like approved. It's not a law. It's not something you... Yeah. Right. Now, listen to this one. Mention don't ask, don't tell. Now we'll be able to have gays and lesbians serve their country proudly in the military. And it's a military that's based on trust. And so now they'll be able to serve proudly and represent our country. These are all major accomplishments. So I guess it's done. Done deal. Now gays and lesbians can serve proudly in our military. Liar. You liar. <laughs> Valerie Jarrett, you liar. But now she has a plan for the president, John. She's got a plan. Uh, because, of course, now we've got uh, Robert Gibbs, which I'm going to miss him. And, uh, and, of course, we know why he got kicked out, because we caught him in the lie about the smoking thing. And it, was, it just got too complicated. Like, yeah, these no, hey, uh, Gibbs, uh, the no agenda guys are really on to your, like, lying about the smoking thing. Uh, we think you should leave. I'll just take, I'll ta- I'll, I'll just take credit for that. So um, now that Valerie Jarrett is, she's got everyone out. Everyone's left. Everyone's gone. Rom is out. Gibbs is out. Axelrod is leaving. Robert Gates is going. Everyone's, everyone's leaving. So she can finally run the country with Michelle Obama. And so we, this, there's, a little, there's a little problem. What is the pro- Oh, yeah, we still have Barack Obama hanging around. So what are we going to do with him? You know him as well or better than anybody working in the White House. Yes. How does he do a better job? of connecting with the American people when so many are hurting. Well, he often says that this is his biggest regret, is that when he took office, because of the crisis that uh, was presented to him, he had to spend almost every waking hour in Washington focusing very hard on solving that crisis. Now, does that ring true to you? Does that ring true to you? Every waking hour, he tried to be out of Washington. (laughs) He was never there. He was signing bills in Des Moines. He was never there. No, he spent every waking hour in Washington. It was so hard, he couldn't connect with the American people. Well, what should we do then now that you're president, Valerie Jarrett? And what he missed sorely was the engagement with the American people. He said it right before he left for vacation. He said, when I get back, I really want to figure out a way where I can spend more time outside of Washington <laughs> listening and learning and engaging with the American people. It's really what gives him his energy and his strength. And so we're determined in the new year to make sure that his schedule... Why don't schedule- they call her on this? People, duh, it's meet the press, dude. What do you mean, they, that's what we're for. We're here to call her on that. She, he's like, he said right before, you know, I really wish I could get out of Washington more and connect with people. He was on the road all the time. Totally. And now, so, so now, now it's official. He will, he'll not be in Washington at all. He's just going to be out there doing speeches while Valerie yep. Jarrett runs that's the show. Just- 
Yeah, or something. Your, That's yeah. terrible. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Huh. So that uh, that made me chuckle. Yeah, I would think. Then why uh, is this? Yeah. I don't think it. Just seems to me you have some hanger on that happens to be in the White House, and they bring her on the show as though she's an official. It's just it's it's, it's mind, but they do it all the time, John. She is the president. I know that's your assertion, and but it's like why? Why don't they just say that? I mean, it's just I don't. I mean, there's no rationale for having her on a show like that. Other than that, the president can't. The president's like Clooney. He can't talk properly. He he screws stuff up. He doesn't know what's going on. So they got to bring in the you know, please. And now that you know Axelrod won't do it anymore, Gibbs is gone. You know the Gibbs thing was kind of funny. The president messed up again on that one. Uh, let me see if I can find the link. This was it. here it is. So uh, our favorite spokeshole Gibbs is leaving, <coughs> and uh, the president apparently was allowed a, a a moment to speak with the New York Times, and he uh, made a statement which uh, I found to be quite interesting. Uh, president Obama says. Mr. Gibbs will remain a close advisor, will continue to shape the dialogue politically for many years to come. Um, we've been on this ride together since I won my Senate primary in 2004. He's, he's had a six-year stretch now, and we're basically, he's been going 24-7 with relatively modest pay. Uh, let's see, Gibbs makes $175,000 a year. That's modest pay, President Obama? Yeah. And that's modest pay, and you have to remember that he has no he no has, overhead. He has no overhead, and, and he must have an expense account that would just make your hair. It's the expense account is more than that. Okay, he rides. And on he has Air a Force car One. service. Yeah, and he's he got said, everything. Yeah, he's got chopper. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, modest pay. If I was making one hundred and seventy a year from this show, I wouldn't call that modest pay. It's unbelievable. That the, the president is so out of touch that he calls that modest pay. Actually, that's what it does indicate. He's completely out of touch. And and he and he has a wife, so I'm sure his uh, his wife makes more. You know, has a, a nice salary. It's but that sh- that shows how out of touch he is. More, I have one. I have like two more, but you want to jump in? No, go and finish that off. Then I just do do a couple one thing on taxes, and then I got one last uh, oh, commentary. Oh, good. Well, your your taxes will uh, line up beautifully with uh, this clip that I have. Oh, once again from the compromised ABC News. This is where this is where they go, and that now this is very interesting. They've got uh, I think a fill in guy for ABC this week, and uh, so when you have the fill in guy, he really follows the script beautifully, and uh, he has Austin Goolsby on. Oh, that guy. Yes, Austin Goolsby, who is a an award-winning debater and speaker, and he is the uh, chairman of the President's Economic Council. He's the, uh, he's the head advisor. Now, did you know, John, that we have a little issue coming up uh, with the uh, debt level? Yeah, they, they have to raise the debt ceiling. Right, exactly. So two things happen. One is... Uh, this shill on ABC News, well, I'll just play it and then we can kind of laugh about it and then we'll get to the debt ceiling. And when someone says, don't do it, you know that they mean do it. And I think that it's very possible Goolsby is setting uh, setting some people up for some bad stuff to happen, which will, of course, really make the slaves of the United States uh, 
uh, and put them in a world of hurt. He absolutely supports uh, the other agreements. Looking at it the year, in, in, last year in the supplemental volume of the president's budget, the White House estimated the annual average rate of unemployment for 2011 would be 9%. Does the White House stand by that number? Will the average rate of unemployment this year be 9%? Now, now listen to this. This, I think, was actually off script because Goolsby gives him a look like it's unbelievable. Like, jabroni, you may be a fill-in, but you can't, like, like be doing smart homework. Uh, well, you know, we released the the forecast, and I'm impressed you're reading the supplemental materials from the budget last year. Jay. Oh, a little but night reading. The, yeah, normally it's only the no agenda guys who do that, but I'm impressed you're doing it. Yeah, uh, we we issue that that forecast every six months, and we'll be coming out with one uh, very soon to to update that. But you know, if you look at the private sector forecast, <laughs> he's flustered. He doesn't know how to answer it because the supplemental budget says something else. Nine point eight percent. It would go down almost a full yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, shut up for this year, and you think that's going to happen? Shut up, you bastard! Well, as I say, if you look at we we issue the official forecast every yeah, which is not the supplemental. So the bullshit is up front, and that's what you're supposed to look at. Shut up, dude. Six months, and it has not yet come out for this year. But if you look at the private sector forecasters, they are anticipating. And the recent data has been pretty positive um, that that we get continued recovery. We added 1.2 million private sector jobs yeah, 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 yeah. last year. We're still waiting for one more uh, month of data. For so we can, you know, cook the books some more and lie to you about that. 2010 and 2011, we're every bit on the path to, to start generating jobs. We have to. I mean, the president's been saying that repeatedly. All right. Now, here it comes. This is the... <laughs> And listen to how he's he's denying it, making it absolutely, a, turning a negative into a positive. There's a big crisis point coming up potentially, and that is the nation is only about $400 billion away right now from uh, reaching the $14.3 trillion debt ceiling, meaning this spring Congress will have to vote on whether or not to lift that ceiling. A number of Republicans, especially Tea Party candidates, have said that they will not vote to do so. What economic effects would people see immediately if Congress does not raise the debt ceiling, and does the administration have a contingency plan if that happens? Well, this is really interesting. A couple things are being said here, including a number of members of the Tea Party. There's no such thing as the Tea Party. Right. It's, like, it's not a political party. It's not, it's not a political party. They're acting like it's a political party, and it's just being used as a blanket statement out there, and it's going to be used to blame people for stuff. And I just find that interesting. So the So the question, of course, is, uh, or I guess what he's saying is, hey, it looks like some of these jabronis from the Tea Party aren't going to raise the debt level. And uh, what could happen? That that could be bad, right? Well, look, it pains me that we would even be uh, talking about this. This is not a this is not a game. You know, the debt ceiling is not is not something to toy with. That's the the if we hit the debt ceiling, that's the essentially defaulting on our obligations. Uh, which is totally unprecedented in American history, the impact on the economy would be catastrophic. I mean, it, th that would be a worse financial and economic crisis than anything we saw in 2008. Um, th th as I say, that's not a game. I, I don't see why anybody's uh, talking about playing chicken with the, with the debt ceiling. Wow. There's, That's the meme, by the way. That's the exact word everybody uses on every talk show is catastrophic. Catastrophic. and uh, But I love the playing chicken, I think, is uh, is an interesting one. And that, yeah. and it, it could be worse than 2008, and this would this would be horrible. This is, well, he has like 
30 seconds more. If, if we get to the point where you've damaged the full faith and credit of the United States, oh. that, would, that would be the first default in history caused purely by insanity. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you think that's going, John? What, what do you, what's your takeaway on that? Uh, the Republicans are trying to do something, some deal, and they're and they're using this. They're holding this over their heads. This idea of not raising the debt ceiling. There's no, I mean, not raising the debt ceiling uh, means we'd have to go to last year's budget. I don't see how that's so catastrophic. To, to be honest about it, you know, you say no, we're having the same debt ceiling we had last year, which is going up two years in a row, or you know, by the Obama. They keep raising well, it. Really, I, I guess we need to. Well, it's like it's almost fourteen trillion. So I guess we just we have to raise it because we're expecting to spend more. Is that it? Yeah, we're going to borrow more money to spend more money. The government mostly. So they're not going to cut any spending at all. And they're going to just you know borrow more money and just keep going in the same direction and uh they're going to just keep doing that forever and you know it's like uh the quid pro quo that i keep hearing is that they're going to uh make them do huge cuts in defense and everything else and uh right yeah right so so well when you hear someone saying everything negative doesn't that some especially a guy like goolsby who is a a very well-trained public speaker and he was hired for the for for his skill in that. Don't you think that he's like trying to communicate something else? Yeah, probably. So just listen to the rest of this. I mean, that that would there would be no reason for us to default, uh, other than that that would be um, some kind of game. I mean, I I hope we don't. We shouldn't even be discussing that. People will get the wrong idea. Yeah, like those guys on the No Agenda show. They'll get the wrong idea. The United States is 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 not in danger of default we we do not have uh we do not have problems such as that this will be lumping us in with a series of countries through history that i don't think we would want to be he's lumping us in by saying this he's lumping us in with like zimbabwe i guess in with well republicans are talking about some republicans are talking about uh making an issue out of the debt ceiling to force the administration and the congress to cut spending. President Obama himself has talked about... Uh- All right. Anyway, I just I thought that uh, Goolsby going down that route on the compromised ABC News was uh, entertaining. It's weird. Um, so there's some, a lot of weird stuff going on. I, I have an interesting couple of clips that have to do with taxes. Because, you know, there, there was a meme, and I actually had a couple of clips on some previous shows that we never went to, but I'm just going to kind of... Uh, uh, summarize which is that i the best one is from joy behar but there's other liberals on the tv that keep saying this which is that the tax cuts this before the thing was passed uh there's no evidence that the tax cuts did anything tax cuts don't work which was a constant meme uh, that the tax cut the bush tax cuts didn't do anything Right. I, I mean, it doesn't. You can't actually say that under any circumstances, because unless you can do a double-blind study, in other words, you give half the public a tax cut and half the public you no can't tax know. Cut. Yeah, you can't know what it would have been. Yeah, you can't know what. I mean, it may have saved our bacon for all you know. Uh, but you know, but this kept coming up. Oh, it doesn't. They don't do anything, and it was. It was. And it was very scripted. So I have a couple of interesting little tax cut issues that or commentaries, because I've always been fascinated by the Irish. Uh, 
they say, well, a lot of American companies want to set up headquarters in Ireland and set up shop there because they, the corporate tax rate is like 18%. And uh, Google's there, Microsoft and Sun and all these other companies. Apple. But then I didn't realize that, that the real aggressive company or country is right in, north of us. Read, play this tax cuts in Canada uh, clip. Those Bush tax rates would be extended for everybody, including the wealthy. No startling news to our friends up north. Canada's been cutting taxes like crazy for years. And on January 1st, cut up again. The top corporate tax rate to 16.5% from 18%. That would make it less than half our top corporate tax rate of 35%. No wonder Canada's markets are soaring up 14.5% last year. So the moral of the story may be time for some liberals to quit telling stories and insisting that tax cuts don't cut it. They clearly do. Yeah. So I didn't realize that the corporate tax rate in Canada is so low. I mean, people keep you know trying to convince the American public that our taxes are a good deal compared to the rest of the world, and I've never seen any evidence of this. We have a, you know they considering the goods and services you get in some of these other countries, the tax is about the same, and you get more goods and services. I'm, I'm reminded of California versus Washington State, where there's no personal income tax in Washington State. California has a 10 percent personal income tax on top of the federal income tax you have to pay already. And California ro- ro- roads are potholes. We still got potholes everywhere. There's I was waiting every- for it. <laughs> there, there it there, is. There's lines <laughs> of the DMV, and in Washington State. <laughs> <laughs> in Washington State, it's like it's like the services are so much better, and and they don't have these these this overhead of massive taxes. And then the, the other country that comes to mind, which seems to be taxed to death, is Australia. Even though the economy seems to be doing fair, and and, uh, and they're all they're drowning. But they're drowning. And by the way, I do have a clip about that too because I didn't realize how big that flood oh, was. Oh no, it's, play, it's horrible. The the play, Australian play, flood is bad. Play the GST tax Aussie thing. Which Some of the retail stocks as well. There's a bit of a furor uh, gaining pace down here. Uh, this concerning uh, the purchase of goods uh, online. Now, of course, if you buy something in Australia uh, at a department store, uh, it is subject to goods and services tax, the GST. Uh, but a lot of people trying to circumvent that by acquiring goods uh, online from the United States. These aren't subject to GST. And, of course, they're uh, making good of the uh, strong Australian dollar by doing this. The retailers saying that they're going to launch a, a strong campaign to try and force the government to change these rules to apply GST to items acquired online as well. We are seeing some weakness for some of the major retailers. Maya, though, tracking... Interesting. Okay, here's the, well, I'm sorry, here's the question I have. Um, and I, the Australian listeners can answer this somehow. But, I mean, there's sales tax, there's value-added tax in some parts of the world. There's this new goods and services tax that they have in Australia. And they're retailers. I mean, I don't know. I've always been baffled by people who actually like taxes. Why aren't the retailers trying to eliminate the goods and service taxes on their sales rather than add those same taxes on Internet sales? I mean, it's just baffling to me, unless this is a skewed news story because everyone's pushing taxes. And I, but, but I'm always baffled by the media or anybody else promoting more taxes, and that's exactly what this is all about. Yeah, I think the because uh, I I saw uh, the the story related to this clip, which I'm gl- I'm glad you found because uh, we have so many supporters uh, in Gitmo Nation down under um, that uh, I believe this is going to be used. As a uh, as an excuse for the you know, for huge um, firings in uh, in Australia, mm. 
uh, and uh, so I, I think that the focus more is on how do we I'm not quite sure what the employment laws are, but how do we fire a whole bunch of people and blame it on something else? So I, th- could be. I think that's I think that's where that's coming into play. Now the last clip, the last clip I have. Anyway, that's just my little tax side. Yeah, no, it's, it, it is now, interesting. Now, when we talked about uh, the Australian floods in this country, nobody gets has really a handle on you know what what is a flood. We have floods in Mississippi. We have these you know these big floods and you know an area is flooded, it's underwater. Listen to this. All this I just took. I could just say this. I don't need the clip, but I, I have to tell you that my jaw dropped when they described the size of the flood in this in this flood clip. Offering aid to help Australia counter its worst flooding in decades. Coal and farming industries have been devastated in Queensland as the flood area grows. It's now the size of Germany and France combined. <laughs> Australia's big, by the way. It's it's not like this it little kangaroo be- island down there. You know, it's like a serious country. Did you? Can you? I mean, this is what I call Germany and France combined. combined. Yeah, completely underwater. Hey, why did they throw in Belgium while they were at it? <coughs> Could have easily thrown that in. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, it's 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 unbelievable, and uh, it's bad. It's really yeah. bad. Yeah, global warming. So um, the the. Couple things happened. I guess we're getting near the end of the show, uh, but the uh, the pharmaceutical industry uh, had a major PR win. I would have to say they did a really really good job with uh, with their initiative to put vaccination back on the table. Yeah. Now, when this story started to erupt this week, which is for anyone everyone who's listens to our show has heard this story because it's been all over the news. This is another you know distraction of the week story. It's like this this study about vaccinations and autism has been discredited to such an extreme over the years because they're just you know it's flaky. There's no question about it, and uh, it so it's not really has you know even if it was accurate, it has not been taken seriously by anybody. And they're looking at other data to try to, to to prove some sort of a link, like with the mercury or whatever. But the point is, is that why would a study that they all they admit when they do these news stories, by the way, the study is not considered a, a major study. Why are they still working on discrediting it even more? Well, What's I, the logic? Well, What's I, the I, logic I, of taking a study that nobody cares about and and then and then bringing it back up again? Well, the the only reason is. To validate vaccination of all kinds, because well, if we listen to uh, the CNN story, I think it becomes very obvious why uh, why this was pushed to the forefront. And by the way, this um, uh, this story comes from BMJ, British uh, Medicine or Medicinal. I think it's Medicine Journal. It, it's not. It's not like the American Journal of Medicine. It's the BMJ who. Um, from their website, receives revenue from a range of sources to ensure wide and affordable access while maintaining high standards of quality and full editorial independence. The sources of income include subscriptions from institutions and individuals, classified advertising for jobs and courses, display advertising for pharmaceutical and non-pharmaceutical products, events, exhibits, sponsorships, visitor fees, sales of reprints, rights and royalties, and sponsorship. Separation is maintained between the editorial team and the advertising and sponsoring sales teams. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, where sponsorship has been obtained for any BMJ content, for example, as a result of an unrestricted editor, uh, educational grant. This is clearly 
indicate. So what was this uh, this uh, research that all of a sudden put the vaccine story back on was, uh, or as has been quoted as an elaborate fraud, a journalist, um, a journalist did the work, and he came up with the following. It's, it's like it's really a non-story almost. And you're right, John. It was so small. So he, here's a court. And I read the BMJ the BMJ paper. Uh, three of the nine children reported with regressive autism did not have autism diagnosed at all. Uh, despite the paper claiming all twelve children were previously normal, five had documented pre-existing develop, developmental concerns. I mean, blah 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 blah. Right. Footnote. Brian Deere, this is the journalist, he's not a doctor, the journalist who investigated this was funded by the Sunday Times of London and the Channel 4 television network. Reports by Deere in BMJ were commissioned and paid for by the journal. No other funding was received. Uh, So what happened was the Sunday Times of London and Channel 4 teamed up to uh, fund this research which it's not refuting the science. It's just like the guy went through tons of documents and said, well, this is total scam. Like, yeah, they, it, it was a sample of 12 kids. And you're right. It's not like a huge deal. But if you listen to the CNN report, it becomes clear why this has to be on the table because it's not about the autism. It's about you being open for all kinds of vaccines. The situation with Wolf Blitzer. Oh, yes. Wolf Blitzer. Oh, this, I saw this Sorry? I, I, this blitzer thing, where did you catch him at the end where he goes, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I have the whole thing. So this is with Sanjay Gupta. Sanjay Gupta, who, by the way, is also no longer in Haiti, where he where he could actually, he could be saving people from cholera with the new cholera vaccine. But no, no time to be there. No, we've got to talk about this important story. Well, you know, for some time now, these, these this paper, which came out in 1998, has uh, been under a lot of scrutiny. In fact, it was, uh, you know, at one point, the science, uh, the methods was questioned. It was subsequently retracted earlier last year in 2010. Now they're saying it wasn't just that this was shoddy science. They're saying this was deliberately uh, misleading uh, people based on falsifying facts, uh, creating dates, for example, that simply didn't exist. Let me give you a couple of examples, Wolf. The, the, the paper is about uh, vaccines and their connection with autism and specifically what they were saying in the paper was that a child would get a vaccine shot and then when a, within a few days start to develop symptoms that uh, were some symptoms of autism when they went back and looked at the dates that child the, ch- the child actually had symptoms sometimes it was before the vaccine was ever given sometimes it was in fact months after the vaccine was given. all right so we get the facts thank you very much now let's move on to talking about other vaccines given so uh, it was just falsified data to try and draw the interesting by the way how falsified data when it when it regards um science of uh vaccines and autism is a horrible thing but when it's falsified data about climate oh well it's just some some emails and stuff and that, that you can't have it both ways you could you either have to be all over falsified data all the time or not this association between this vaccine and autism and now they're saying again not just shoddy science but downright uh, falsified data. All right, so what we're talking the about is the so-called Wakefield study uh, that dealt with the, a connection supposedly between a, a vaccine for uh, measles, mumps, and rubella and the impact of that vaccine on young kids developing autism. Uh, but uh, that, that study was always controversial. But right now, am I hearing this new study saying that this, the original study simply made up these, these numbers? 
Yeah, it's it's hard to believe, Wolf, uh, but that's exactly what they're saying. It's, yeah, it's hard to believe. You mean like Climate Gate? Uh, it, it's hard to believe that happened. But oh, in fact, yeah. the language uh, was even stronger than that, uh, calling this a, you know one of the greatest scientific hoaxes uh, that we've no, no, that would be Climate Gate. Seen uh, re- really very strong language in a very controversial area. Uh, again, the paper, you know, there, there were originally several authors on the paper. Most of those authors actually took their names off this paper. Very much like. Like uh, the I- IPCC report, people took their names off the report uh, yep. <laughs> over the last several years. And again, this paper was retracted back in February of 2010. But at that time, it was retracted because the thought was, well, the methods uh, were not ethical. Uh, the children were paid, for example, to give blood. Uh, it wasn't a random study. It was a specific children were picked for the study. Uh, now they're saying this was actually falsified data. Wow. Uh, obviously, a big charge. Wow. But it's based on, you know, a very long investigation, a six million word investigation. Six, is it, six, he went through the documents. Six million word investigation. Oh my God! It was, he didn't do any science, didn't any studies. He just pulled apart the investigate the, the 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 papers. He didn't actually go in and test kids or anything. He just pulled that apart. Looking through all these patients' so, histories, looking at what happened in the hospitals, and trying to reconcile. So it. all these parents out there who decided not to give this vaccine here it comes to their little yep. kids because they were afraid the kids could develop autism. They didn't give the vaccine. What do they do now? How how in, uh, potentially get vaccinated are these that kids? Worried. What's that? Well, I mean, he said, what do they do now? And now they're fucked, is what it sounds like. Well, yes, stand by. But the fact of the matter not, is... Not getting vaccinated. I mean, you can look at England, for example, where this paper was published, where Dr. Wakefield originally did his work. Uh, they did see a decline in vaccination rates after the, the papers were published uh, and back in 1998. And you saw an uptick in diseases, preventable diseases at that time. In the United States, you saw some of that as well, not to the extent in England, but you had pockets of children who were not vaccinated and subsequently did develop diseases what i will tell you th- is this wolf uh, not saying any you know whooping cough all kinds no of specifics of, either no, by the no. way Again, numbers. of course not what, what's happened today i think is quite shocking shocking in the scientific world but keep in mind that this this data wakefield's papers had been discredited and, and questioned and scrutinized for a long time and I don't think it so really. So why well. do it more? Yeah. Well, because he, he brings up the United Kingdom specifically because they're really pushing last year's script on the flu pandemic. Uh, because now uh, we're all going to die in uh, Gitmo Nation East, also Gitmo Nation Lowlands, uh, all over the uh, the flu pandemic, uh, the swine flu or Mexican new flu. flu. Yeah, the new flu pandemic. Yes, the new flu pandemic is. Wait, back. wait, wait, hold, wait, wait! Stop! 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 You're talking about the N5 or H1, H5N1? H1N1. The, 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 the swine flu. Now, I have a question. Mm-hmm. You may have heard this before. How come all the other flus last like one season and then they kind of dissipate and then they have to give you a new flu shot? How come this one where they made all these vaccines that nobody bought is still hanging on? I, I don't get it. Explain it. It's amazing. It's John. I don't understand why you question these things. And you should not. The science is in. Science. You need to shut up, slave, and take your shot. But there's good news for us, John, because uh, there is a vaccine now against cocaine addiction. So we're good. But wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, do you have Blitzer at the end going, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. Do that I think I, or, I think or I have changed it. people who were concerned about I hope I have it. Changed their opinions. So I don't know 
how much uh, what's happening today will change their opinion either. I think that they'll keep saying, well, what exactly causes autism? Can you tell me the answer to that question? And uh, science can't right now. So I think there's, there's still going to be a lot of question marks. But I think with regard to vaccines and autism, this is a, this is a significant, significant ah, shit, development. I don't have it. I don't have it. Yeah, you know, oh, oh, I know. I feel like a... Well, maybe, maybe I have it on... Uh, I might have it actually on this one. Hold on a second. It was, it was, it was, it I was just beautiful. Had to... No, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah, he goes, oh my God, unbelievable. Oh. These the sorts of things. The situation. Wait, I might have it on this one. Hold on. afternoons at 5 Eastern on CNN. Uh, I might have it here. Well, you know, for some time now, these... these the... Nah. Ah, shoot. Yeah, it was so good. He was like, it's unbelievable. Children are dying. <laughs> Because they don't have their shots. Well, let me try. Maybe if I scroll all the way to the end, I might have Wolfie Boy saying that. Uh, let me see. Or changed people who were concerned about vaccines. It didn't change their opinion. So I don't know how much uh, what's happening today will change their opinion either. I think that they'll keep saying, well, what exactly Come causes on, autism? Have Can it. you tell me the answer to that question? And uh, science can't right now. So I think there's, there's still going to be a lot of question yeah. marks. But I think with regard to vaccines nah. and autism. No, I'm sure? sorry. No, I'm sorry. I don't have it. It's a bummer. Well, it's a bummer. Uh, we'll hear more of it in the future. But uh, this is uh, this is all about the pharmaceutical industry who don't want to cure people anymore. They have come up with tons of vaccines, as I said, as I just mentioned, uh, now also in the news. So we have the, the cholera uh, vaccine, uh, which uh, experts now urge vaccination to but control the cholera outbreak in Haiti. That's been around for a while. Yeah, it's, it's been, but it's still, they're very expensive, so someone's got to pay for oh, it. So apparently painful as hell. Yeah, so, well... Someone's got to pay for it. Uh, great news, though, over in, uh, in Gitmo Nation East. Swine flu kills animal trainer on Harry Potter films. I mean, you can't get a better headline. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. I need to get this thing immediately. I, I need to get me some uh, some vaccination. Uh, and then my favorite has got to be the new uh, uh, cocaine addiction vaccine. So if you're addicted to cocaine, don't worry about it. You can snort away. Um, but uh, this new uh, vaccine... Which of course is crazy, and you know, vac- thats not the definition of a vaccine. You're not like putting cocaine into someone to prevent them from dying from cocaine. There's no, there's no disease vector. <laughs> there's no bacteria. There's no virus. There's nothing. But by it com- doesn't make any sense. Why would they call it? This I think is where they're making a mistake. They needed a new term because this is not a vaccine by any definition well, of the no word. they did not need a new term this is exactly what they wanted vaccines are seen as as good uh and there's no denying that uh, we we don't want polio and stuff like that around but all these new <laughs> vaccines are you got vaccines against smoking you'll have a vaccine against drinking notice interestingly enough there's no vaccine against heroin addiction Yes, or the common cold for that matter, but it's another story. Well, this first ever vaccine for drug addiction has been created by combining a cocaine-like cocaine-like molecule with part of the common cold virus. So you get a, a vaccine that turns the immune system against cocaine, keeping it away from the brain. Wow. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> sounds Weird. sounds like you need a shot of that right now, my friend. I could actually use it. <laughs> so just could. a couple of last-minute things. They got this new guy taking over from Larry King. Yeah, Pierce Morgan. Uh, I've yeah. seen his shows in the U.K. many times. 
British guy who's not going to go over, by the way. The no. public doesn't like a British guy grilling no. him. No. But he, so he's one of the plugs. One of the questions, I guess he asks all the guests, and I had to write this one down. What is the single most memorable thing in your life that you'd like to relive before you die? And I was thinking, if somebody asked you that question, it's like, was, would the next question be, if you're, you were a tree, what kind of a tree would you like to be? And what kind of a stupid-ass question is yeah. this? Now, this guy, uh, of course, is on Brit- Britain's Got Talent in the UK. He was an editor for The Sun uh, uh. for uh, many years. And uh, he has an interview show in Gitmo Nation East where he sits and uh, you know, interviews uh, a famous uh, celebrity for a little while and i agree with you i think it's going nowhere he actually he's saying stuff uh i wish i had a clip of him saying that he said something like uh you know i I love american audiences much more uh you can say much more outrageous stuff on american tv compared to britain which i think is patently untrue no it isn't true and you know i you know if this guy wouldn't say any of this crap over in england he'd get vilified so um yeah he's no larry king it's impossible to become a new Larry King. It just doesn't work that way. There's too many channels. It's not going to yeah. happen. No, I think I think this guy's actually going to be a total dud. And then the last thing I noticed, I was writing stuff down since I couldn't do clips here because I don't have a DVR in the hotel. Well, but you, I did you, get a, you do have SpectraVision. Hopefully, you watch some good porn. Actually, there's no SpectraVision on this thing. There's some other hotel porn oh. lineup. Is it good? Does does it have? Uh, full finish or is it, do they cut it off at the end just before the good stuff i didn't look at any i find it to be a scam it is it's a total scam when you can get that stuff you know the average number of minutes people watch the porn yeah, channel it's and it's like four minutes eight. well i thought eight yeah, but whatever the yeah. case. and but you, it's better to go to brazzers.com so uh i'm reliably informed I got to get the uh, some of these clips. O'Reilly is just the worst p- pusher of federal government uh, the, of all the Fox commentators, and 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 just offhandedly is just talking to somebody. And he, th- I notice he throws this exact same phrase in every so often, which is "as you know," which yeah. of course you always preface something. <laughs> what a as setup! You know. Yeah, as you know, yes, as you know, federal law trumps state law. As you know, federal law trumps state law, which of course is. Bullshit. That's what I said. This is the first thing I yell out bullshit when bullshit. he says it. Wow. That's pretty frightening. Yeah, that's Fox. Oh, my God. Um, okay, I have an end of show clip. Good. Uh, which is Robert Welch, the founder of the John Birch Society. A oh, sp- that Robert Welch? Yes. Uh, not from Welch's grape uh, juice. No, actually, I think it is. Oh, really? <laughs> that is the guy? <laughs> That's even better. I think so. I think, there's, I think the connection is to Welch's grape juice. So the end of show clip will be a speech he did in 1958 where he said there is a group of people who are trying to destroy the United States of America. They're doing it from the inside. And uh, he lists 10 things they will do to destroy the United States. And I thought it was very fun because he would, he would basically have been the crackpot of his day. And uh, I think it's interesting to listen to the 10 things he lists. Uh, anything you want to say about the John Birch Society? Because I don't know much about them as an organization. Well, they were a, they were a right wing extremist group that uh, actually would be mi- close to uh, the middle in today's world. Uh, it's it's kind of just the funny funny operation. It was extremely conservative. Uh, it's still around though, isn't it? Isn't the John Birch Society? Not really. Still no, they they they've dropped off the face of the earth more or less. 
Hey, in the show notes, tons of stuff about the magic number 33, uh, which is also funny. I'm doing that as a, as a separate topic now. Uh, 33 bombs on 7-7 in England. Uh, 30, it's like everything's 33. 33 patients uh, ill in uh, Northern Ireland with swine flu. Everything's 33 these days. <clears throat> also, uh, Haiti, the uh, harvest city, they want to build a floating city. Uh, off the coast of Haiti to put the slaves there, 30,000 of them. I wish they had said 33,000. That would have been even funnier. Uh, so have a look at that. And, uh, <clears throat> of course, everything we talked about uh, during the program, uh, there's just too much, too much. It would be uh, Now would be a good, you know, we need to do our drive towards 333, a third show on the 3rd of March. We got to do it. <laughs> And uh, thank you very much uh, for the backup stream. That will become the mainstream. I think it worked perfectly. So uh, coming to you from Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic here in the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center, I'm Adam Curry. And from uh, Gitmo Nation Lost Wages, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on uh, Sunday for early morning service right here on No Agenda. A part of that plan, of course, is to induce the gradual surrender of American sovereignty, piece by piece and step by step, to various international organizations, of which the United Nations is the outstanding but far from the only example. Now here are the aims for the United States. One, greatly expanded government spending for every conceivable means of getting rid of ever larger sums of American money as wastefully as possible. Two, higher and then much higher taxes. Three, an increasingly unbalanced budget, despite the higher taxes. Four, wild inflation of our currency. Five, government controls of prices, wages, and materials, supposedly to combat inflation. Six, greatly increased socialistic controls over every operation of our economy, and every activity of our daily lives. This is to be accompanied naturally and automatically by a correspondingly huge increase in the size of our bureaucracy and in both the cost and reach of our domestic government. Seven, far more centralization of power in Washington and the practical elimination of our state lines. There is a many-faceted drive at work to have our state lines eventually mean no more within the nation than our county lines do now within the states. Eight, the steady advance of federal aid to and control over our educational system, leading to complete federalization of our public education. Nine, a constant hammering into the American consciousness of the horror of modern warfare the beauties and the absolute necessity of peace. Peace always on communist terms, of course. And ten, the consequent willingness of the American people to allow the steps of appeasement by our government which amount to a piecemeal surrender of the rest of the free world and of the United States itself. Slaves! This is your song. Thank you. Slaves! Thank you. Slaves! 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 Slaves!